2: From Chronic to Collapse, Town and into now, respectively. That is, this is are you talking R- REM? Remi, the comprehensive and encyclopedic compendium of all things REM. This is good rock and roll uh, music, music, music. Is that a question mark, Scott? Music. You know what's weird about question marks? What's that? They look like the little tiny fisherman's hooks, and it's like, "Where's the worm?" <laughs> exactly. Every time I see a question mark, I'm like, "Where's I the don't worm?" Know where I'm supposed to put the worm, and then it's like, "Oh, it's not." You a know what's hook, ironic too is like when you say, "Where's the worm?" It has a question mark at the end of that, it also and it also starts book, the cycle, which is a total mind food. How <laughs> dare you make fun of me? What? When I'm so nice to you? What? And you know what I'm talking about. You sure do. <laughs> or I sure do. <laughs> uh welcome to the show. It's been a couple of weeks. It has We've been. We've been on hiatus. A while. It's yeah. been like It's been, you know what it's been? It's been. Yeah, it's been. It's been like summertime, like kicking back, throwing mm. on my shades. Oh, just chilling. Throwing your shades out. onto your window? Try to beat the heat. Pull the shades down. Just to turn off Pull all up. the lights. Put aluminum foil up on the on the windows. Go to sleep on the couch. Just order find, your family to go to a hotel. Drink some uh, some mouthwash. Find just any household products that can get you high. <laughs> And go for it, and don't sleep. That's (laughs) that's summertime for you. (laughs) Well, uh, we were not on for a couple of weeks because we were doing the U2 show, which was uh, a great time. But we're back at it with REM. Kind of uh, winding down their discography. Uh, coming up a little later, we will have Dave Holmes from MTV will be Man. joining us. As I was uh, saying a few minutes ago, Dave, I watched introduce yeah, we, several REAs. We videos. taped for a good hour and a half and we realized we didn't press record. So we had to start over again. Yeah, so that's yeah, why he said this a couple we're of We're going to word ago. for word go back yeah. through what we are. Luckily, Chef recording. Kevin over here is doing a transcript the entire time. Okay, great. Yeah, so we're just reading from Thank it. You, but Kevin. yes, what about Dave? Never mind. Okay, cool. Um, he'll be coming up, and we'll be talking about the band's accelerate their uh, two thousand and eight, I believe. I don't have any of the information. Two thousand eight, two thousand eight, uh, return to form. Some call it. We'll be uh, going through track by track, as uh, oh you know, along what? with all if of you the. You don't like this album. Besides, it's gonna fucking. I'm gonna fucking lose it. Which album, out of all of them, would you be most concerned about if I did not like? This one. This one out of every single R.E.M. record. This would be the one where I would be crazy if I didn't like it. It's the one I would be touchiest about. You're touchy about this. Well, oh, boy. Just this because is good. I, I love – you're like a poker player telling me <laughs> that you have nothing. <laughs> like I know now how to get – how to really needle you during no, this show. No, but I'm just saying this one, as an R.E.M. fan – Writing the ups and downs and viscerally feeling all of them, mm-hmm. watching them stumble for a good stumble. Few Isn't that years. A, that's an REM uh, reference? Yeah, it's Isn't an, an REM R- song. <laughs> uh, no, but th- then th- them coming back with this record was oh, god great. damn it, great. Okay, um, we. Uh, <laughs> Do you want to give me a hint as to whether you? No, I, it don't. Or not? I don't. I don't want to give you any kind of a hint because uh, we we have uh, uh, lots to get to before we introduce Dave, including. Listener mail. Ah. Are you ready for this? Sure. (laughs) You don't seem excited about listener mail. No, I do. I'm just eyeing the the mail, and it looks like they sent some stuff. Yeah, we got a lot of swag. All right. Um, Okay, so let me go through some of the stuff. Uh, This dude named Purdy? Is that right? Purdy. Jack Purdy. Uh, if you need to find him on Twitter, he says, Jack Nicolas, N-I-C-O-L-A-U-S. If you need to find me on Twitter, he says. How, how very nice. Yeah. Um, he, uh, wrote a really nice, uh, letter to us and he says that his dad and him, uh, co-started and own, no, his dad co-started and owns a brewery in Atlanta called Wild Heaven Beer. Oh, which like is named, near wild yeah, heaven? Yeah, named after near, near wild heaven. That's cool. And one of the specialty beers they made once was called Swan Swan Hummingbird. So to entice us to go down there and record a live version of the show, he's given us uh, two free drink tickets apiece. We should 100% do that. Where is <laughs> yes. it? In Atlanta. Oh. Atlanta, Georgia? Yeah. Are you no longer in? <laughs> yeah, forget <laughs> we, it. No, it's I gone it. down to Atlanta's, 0%. Atlanta's – So fun. Atlanta's beautiful. Um, Opine on Atlanta for a while while I open up the next piece of mail. Oh, nope, it's open. Okay, this is from Zach Fromer. Uh, Zach says that, uh, and I don't think he would mind me reading this, uh, he can identify with Adam's story about talking to Mike Mills at the video shoot because he met Mike Mills at a bar in Atlanta in 2001. On his 21st birthday, he dreamed of talking to one of the guys for so long so he could tell them his connection to R.E.M., and his connection is he—he he, first of all he built up the courage, he practiced the story, mm, no, and then this he always ends well. <laughs> yeah, he walked right up to him, saying that REM had played in his dad's bar twenty years prior, and back then REM was too alternative for the regulars. So the customers asked my dad to tell REM to stop playing, so they could listen to rock and roll records instead. Jeez. And his dad asked REM to leave. And then reportedly there was some sort of dispute over money. (laughs) His dad refused to pay them. (laughs) Oh, my God. And he was – after that exchange, he was expecting Mike and he would become instantly lifelong (laughs) friends. (laughs) (laughs) He says, looking back, Mike was painfully gracious and he's an idiot. (laughs) So uh, very funny. Thanks for sending that. Um, This is a very nice uh, piece of mail from, uh, I believe, Alyssa Smith. Who sent a, a very touching letter, um, uh, uh, which is really great. I'll let you read it. Uh, I don't want to encapsulate I love that it. that people send actual letters. Actual That's letters. So it's awesome. great, yeah. Um, she says she's uh, fallen asleep to our show every night for two years. Hmm. Okay. No matter what she's doing, <laughs> she uh, plays it for the f- uh, during the five-minute sleep timer. Oh, and it, it gets her to sleep. I love that. Yeah, every single night. That's so I'll right. let you read that one. Okay. Uh, here's a guy, Alex Bean, I believe. B. Be, Mister Bean. We should just call him Mister Bean. Oh, Mister Bean. Mister Bean writes to us, and it's a very funny letter. Um, from Toronto, Canada. Uh, he sends us this. Uh, you ever get these things, Adam? You ever get these? Uh, they would sell them in in CD stores. Yeah, and they look like a CD. And then you read it carefully. It's uh, illustrated book and interview disc. Yeah. And they right. have to they have to put a sticker on it saying, this interview CD does not contain music because so many people bought it and complained. And it's just some, like, junket interview that they yeah. put. Yeah. I, I think I fell for it once. Yeah. I never fell for, fell for it because I'm smart. Um he writes us a really, really nice letter, and he has his alternate "Man on the Moon" soundtrack. His alternate track listing. Fans of, uh, you know, uh, alternate track listings will, will be, this will be of interest to them. Number one, "Man on the Moon." Okay. Number two, Tony thrown out. Remember the dialogue of Tony being thrown oh, out of him? Yeah. Okay. Number three, "The Heart of Rock and Roll." Yeah. Number four, "Heart and Soul." Number five, "Bad is Bad." Number six, I want a new drug. (laughs) Number seven, walking on a thin line. (laughs) Number eight, finally found a home. Number nine, if this is it. Number 10, you crack me up. Number 11, honky tonk blues. Number 12, Andy gets fired. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> number 13 Man on the Moon orchestral <laughs> and number 14 How does it feel to be in an R.E.M. It feels good. Should we play How does it feel to be in that is maybe it. our guests would want to hear that. That's a perfect album. That's a perfect album. It's He says longer runtime, less talking from movie and more sports. That's incredible. Yeah. Thanks Alex. Uh he's at at Alex B I E N band. That was a um, recent episode, too. He had time to write a letter yeah, and send Yeah, it's very it. nice. Yeah. Do, do we have that song? The uh, uh, Shevin over there is... Uh, this is a song that means oh, a huge amount to me because I wrote it when I came out
0: of a very bad, a very dark period.
2: How does it feel when you're in R.E.L.? Feels good. How does it feel when you're in R.E.L.? I, I still want to know if 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 he or she. It's a dude. It's right? a, I believe it's a man. He uh, actually played those instruments. I, be, I believe he played all the instruments. Who is it again? Uh, uh, it's a guy named Paris the Thought or something like that. What is it? Oh my god, I, I hate. He's w- the coolest. Yeah, it's great. If only that we had any could retain any of this information from week to week. <laughs> but no, apparently, no, no, it's impossible. No, no. To do this. All right. Let me move on to the next uh, uh, letter we have. This is from Ben Toder, I think. Um, he sent us a book, uh, The Rolling Stone Files, The R.E.M. Introduction, The Ultimate Compendium oh, yeah. of Interviews, Articles, Facts, and Opinions. He says he found it interesting this book claims to be a compendium. There's really only one R.E.M. compendium he knows of, and that is the R- You Talkin' R.E.M. Remi me podcast. Um, they, he does say the book covers band member names, which is good, but uh, let me read a little bit of the back of this book. It says, unmatched in depth and information, this compendium covers everything. This is the thinnest <laughs> book. That's just, it's, just, this is how big they were. I, I would imagine this is like 96. They could just take a bunch of articles from Rolling Stone and put them out in a book. Slap them, them out in a book are, and put, yeah. and have some guy draw the cover. Who drew the cover? Uh, Doug Freeborn. Cool. Um... Let's see. 95. 95! That's how big they were after Automatic for the People. Just, let's put out a book of a bunch of bullshit that we put out. Uh, by the way, we have that information. Jordan Cooper, a.k.a. Troubles Afoot, mm. is the person from, um, how does it feel to be an REM? Uh, okay. Terrence Cowley, I believe, uh, I'm reading that correctly. Uh, he sent us his, uh... Article he wrote about REM and their discography for his college magazine. Awesome! He sent us two copies of it. Let's let's check it out. <laughs> so we're, I'll read that shit. So we're gonna read that. Here you go. Enjoy that. Alyssa's letter that I just read is lovely, and she's the fucking coolest. Yes, Alyssa Smith, I believe. It doesn't. Say it says it on the envelope, I believe. Oh, yeah. Alyssa Smith. Thank you. Um, really nice. We got another package from uh, Kevin Krieg uh, over at New West Records who sent us the Arthur Buck. Oh, cool. Thing. He says thank you for uh, talking about the Arthur Buck release, which is uh, in stores now. So good, by the way. So good. And uh, he invites us to their show here at the uh, Terragram Ballroom on September 11th. Yeah, um, which uh, uh, plus ones in case Naomi and Kulap want to go. So that's exciting. Yeah, and then sent us a whole bu- sent, sent us a couple of t shirts. They're fine. See, they're sending Larry us Mullen. Some... Yeah, this is how you do it. You give us the real fucking deal. You take a box made out of cardboard. Yeah, please, cardboard. Fill it. To the rim. To the fucking rim. With t shirts, bro. Yeah. This it, is how you do it. Arthur Buck t shirts. It is not difficult. It's not hard, Larry. Wow. For, uh, this is a college newspaper or yeah. a college. This is great. What a cool article. I'm going to read the shit out of this. Um, and then this is the last thing. Um, See, look, it's in like out of time. I don't care. Uh, Okay. Um, this is the last thing. I, th- I think this is the thing that you'll like the most, even though you we loved Alyssa's letter and we loved all the other letters in this article. Okay, okay. and and the the Peter Buck T shirts. But I think you'll be ex- most excited about this. This comes from Bertus E Downs the fourth. No, he sent us something. Oh yes, he did. Uh, many thanks, all your friends in Athens at REMHQ. No. Sent us a nice care package, including no. hoodies, t shirts filled to the fucking rim with t shirts, no. bro, and records and CDs. Is the letter actually from Burtis Downs? Yeah. Can I see it? No. I'm going to burn it. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. Did he write it like handwritten? Yeah. Handwritten. Holy Shit. Handwritten. Here you go. That's amazing. So this is oh my god! And there's like some vinyl in there's here. There's vinyl. There's old CDs. There's a, uh, uh, a cover CD. REM cover CD from local this Athens is- bands. Um, Some vintage teas. it looks like. Um, This is for the documentary? Oh, yeah, the REM TV uh, documentary that I've been uh, watching five minutes at a time. (laughs) Every time it covers uh, a new album, I'll watch some of it. And by the way, I'll play some of it. Holy shit, it's uh, Burtis Downs' uh, Letterhead. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, so Adam, there you go. Wow, that's You're, what you were say. You wouldn't show me before yeah. we started recording. Yeah, exactly. Because I wanted, you I wanted I your genuine sighted. reaction. Yeah. Um, and how does it feel to be an REM? <laughs> yeah, feels, <laughs> feels good. good. Right. Yeah. <laughs> this fucking is stuff. great. Thank you. Uh, what do I? And which are you taking? And what am I? And what am I getting? Um, I want to frame this. Oh, great! Can I have Bono's picture then? Since you've taken that, the that he drew penis us picture, the penis picture. Yes. Well, how about I get them both framed? There we go. How get about copies that? of both? Yeah. There we go. I'll and give you a. I'll, I'll just do a, an approximate drawing of the Bono. Wait, one you're going to do You're going to do a reenactment of the Bono drawing? Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. An REM backstage pass. Look at that. A photo pass. I believe. The, oh, a photo pass. I believe yeah. that's like around uppish. Crazy. Uppish. And a sweatshirt. Yeah. Uh, the Little America. Sweatshirt, yeah, pretty amazing. Little America tour, yeah. What was the Little America tour? I don't even know what that is. That's Fables. Fables. wow no, no, no. Well, the bicycle is Fables, I think, but Little America's on Reckoning, isn't it? Oh, okay, but but so pretty. It's it's probably a recreation of of it. Yeah, but, I think so. Yeah. What size is it? Large. I'll take it. It's really cool. No, actually, that'll fit you better probably, right? I don't care. Okay, great. Well, thanks for uh, sending us stuff, everyone. Um, always appreciate it. And I think since we ask people to send us stuff, that's why listener mail takes up the first 20 minutes now of the show. Uh, we appreciate it. And uh, always, always uh, appreciate you sending us some stuff. And um, I'm semi-wasting time while I plug in something um, Because I want to play something here, and I'm going to turn up the volume because I want to play this. Oh, no. I need to uh, get on the Wi-Fi, don't I? This is a tour program from the Monster Tour, and I Whoa. fucking wanted this so bad, but I didn't have enough money to buy it because these – Remember these tour programs at the merch stand were like yeah. weirdly expensive? Oh yeah, they're always like 50 bucks or yeah, something. Yeah. Well, yeah, in in today's dollars, back then they were like 48. Yeah. <laughs> but I wanted this. So now you have it, buddy. Only Congrats. 23 years later. And uh cherish it. You know? Do you think you would have been happier? Here's a good question. Do you think if you had gotten that 23 years ago? Yeah. You would have been happy and fulfilled, and you wouldn't have had a lifelong quest for uh, whatever it is you search for in your career to where you would not be a successful actor anymore. Yes. But also, I think I would have been so stressed out about spending $48 on this (laughs) that I would never have recovered. (laughs) You would be destitute. Yes. You know what? We got to take a break before we get to our guest. When we come back, we're going to have Dave Holmes from MTV. This is very exciting. He has been in the same room as Michael Steipand, so that's very exciting. Uh, he's he's go- interviewed him. He's interviewed him. We're going to talk all about MTV. We're going to talk about his top 10 R.E.M. songs. And uh, and then a little later, after he leaves, we're going to be going through the album Accelerate. We will be right back with more Are You Talking mm-hmm. R.E.M. Remy after this. Uh, Adam, it's been about uh, a while, <laughs> but comedian Michael Ian Black—he's a—he's a good buddy of ours, oh, yeah. isn't he? He's I mean, uh, I consider him to be a work friend. He is uh, finally back here on Earwolf, this time with a brand new podcast, and it's what? called Obscure. Yeah, in Obscure, Michael tackles a great work of literature. He's never read, and you probably haven't either. He's reading one of the most well-respected books ever written, Jude the Obscure. Uh-huh. Have you ever re- read that? No. I don't even know what it is, uh, but it's very well-respected. It sure is. <laughs> no, it's they made it into a movie a couple of times? No, thanks. I'll see a film. All right. Um, he's reading Jude the Obscure out loud, and he's commenting on it as he goes, even though he didn't really want to. This book has been on his bookshelf for years. We all have, we have books like this, don't oh we? God, like I, I finally threw out the complete works of Plato. I was like, I'm, I bought it when I was eighteen. I you was did like, not. I did. Yeah, it sat on my shelf for yeah. years. I was like, I'm never going to read this. Yeah. Just threw it out. Um, he's same with me with a copy of John Grisham's The Client. <laughs> Were you trying to get that part? Oh, man, I'm never. I'm never. I don't think gonna, you're going to get it. Yeah, Renfro if, got it. If they reboot it, though. Oh, baby. I see you kind of as a client. Could yeah. you give me some of your client things? Like, hey, like excuse me, could you send them in? Hey, uh, here's uh, here's some money down on the – here's some money for my – your services, please. I'm hired. Perfect. There you go. Really good stuff. Um Michael is reading Jude the Obscure for you, and he has a lot of thoughts to share along the way. He's a great guy. We love him. Uh, Join Michael Ian Black. Michael and I were a couple in uh, Wet Hot. That's right. Yeah. Where you were replacing a more famous actor. Oh, well... Uh, I I don't know what you're talking about there. (laughs) Um, Join him and some of his famous and non-famous friends. Um, I would fit in the latter, and you would fit in the former, I would imagine. (laughs) Um, As he, uh, oh, also experts, as he discovers Jude's world and a few things about his own. Is this a terrible idea? Yeah. Probably, but it's a terrible idea he wants to do with you. Subscribe to Obscure now in Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever the fuck you listen (laughs) Chef Kevin uh, thinks he has let me join the Wi-Fi, but I—I can tell. Oh, okay, okay, it's just about just about joining. I want to play this for our for our guest because I was watching the aforementioned uh, REM by MTV documentary, and uh, I'll be damned by God <laughs> if. This if our next guest doesn't pop up in it, and hopefully, oh, uh, I bet. Hopefully, yeah, hopefully I've sense. cued it up at the exact right moment. But let's see. Uh, and I, and I believe I contacted him about this. Let's see if it uh, comes up. There will okay. never be a fourth member of our The thing that really drove the decision to stay together. Okay, so which this only is a couple of minutes was yeah. this, this is coaches. some dude talking. And as long as they had their songs written, they weren't about to quit. It's like if you teach a kid to swim by throwing him in the pool. Well, this is what Bill did to us. He taught us how to make a, a new a new type of record by. Pulling the drums out from under us.
0: Everything from then on, after Bo left the band, was like quicksand. You know, none of us had any idea what you know where the solid ground was. Has
3: it changed the dynamic uh, with the three uh, uh, remaining members? You betcha, Dave. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we did have. a...
2: That was oh, that was it. That was wow. You betcha, Dave. Um He was a. Video jockey yeah. upon the music television. Uh, since then, he has become a wonderful broadcaster uh, in his own right. Uh, he has a podcast here at Earwolf uh, called Homophilia. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, amongst other things, I'll let him fill you in on every little Nook and cranny of his career, but uh, let's welcome Dave Holmes. Hello, Dave. Hey, you guys. Hey, Dave. How are you? Thanks for being on the show. Thank I got one question me. to start off. Okay. What's up, bro?
3: Hi. Enough. Uh,
2: nothing.
3: Hey, bro. Nothing, hey, not bro. hey, bro. What's,
2: what's wait? up, bro? Why are
3: you do-
0: bro. Bro. What's up?
3: Why are you? Why are you doing that?
0: Bro. Bro.
2: Wow. Wow. <laughs> wow. Bro! bro. I can't do it anymore.
3: I can't listen to do so it sorry. <laughs> I can't listen to it anymore. Uh, I got to say, there are just two comments that I've just been holding inside. Yes. Uh, well, I guess. First of all, the cover of this tour documentary is worth the $48. Yeah. What's a, what, of the kind Describe the cover. What is it? What well, do we got? I it's maybe you know crumpled up tinfoil. It's uh, close ups of poppies or or a, uh, a shag carpet.
2: Wow. Poppies, but this, it's the things that uh, opium comes from, mm,
3: from what I've heard. Maybe, no, that's definitely a carpet. But it's it's got that like it's not quite one of those like stereographs.
2: Right, but it's but shiny. it kind of is. It's it is. very middle of the 90s. It's very. Brash. Yeah. Colorful. Yeah. Those blocklets. That font mm-hmm. was huge. With mm-hmm. the little diamonds like it's- yep. um, This is
3: the, like the comment you were holding lounge lounge. on to? Uh-huh. No, the one that I was holding on to <laughs> was the uh, the Rolling
2: Stone compendium. Yes, the compendium. Uh, gives Bill Barry twice as many eyebrows as he actually has in yeah. real life. He's got- I mean, it's a drawing of all four members, but yeah. man, they really exaggerate. I mean, and, and Bill- Bill Barry is a, is a uh, has got some eyebrows on him. Let's I mean he's we got, you know an eyebrow on him. He's got <laughs> yes. Yeah, these are like look thin and manicured. Yeah. yeah. And no, there's it's nothing f- in the middle very kind to yeah. him. Very, Very. He's kind. a very handsome guy. He is. He, yeah. he is
3: one of very few. In fact, maybe the only one who can make the uh, one eyebrow work. That's look true. At, look. Have at you this. ever tried? No, I haven't. It's fun to grow out your eyebrow. <laughs> yeah, I figure. <laughs> I am now in my forties and now like I'm getting the, the Andy Rooneys kinda of mm, off to the yeah. side. Yeah. The George Whipple. See? Very handsome guy.
2: What? at was pointing. You're pointing, pointing at his Barry. chest. No, what are you I'm pointing, pointing at? to? How handsome Bill Barry is. <laughs> well, and I don't know what you're pointing at. You're pointing at a picture of Bill Barry. No, but you're literally pointing at his chest at the point at the part where his V-neck meets his vest and you're pointing at it like, "Look at this." <laughs> and I'm supposed to know you're pointing at how handsome he is? Yes. <laughs> Sorry. But you notice it jumps off the Bro! page. Bro! Um Dave, you yes. were in that documentary. You were yes, talking to Michael Stipe yeah. and this uh this is around the uh, up era, if it I'm was. not mistaken, yeah. And you ask him a question about. I asked him a very obvious question yes. about
3: whether the departure of one of the four members changed anything. Changed about
2: the anything at all, and he says, "You uh, bet. You, you bet, you Dave." Which yeah. is, he he seemed uh, not irritated, like uh, he seems uh, exasperated. In a lot of this. Mm-hmm. No, he doesn't seem exasperated. He seems like joking around with you, like, a "Oh bit. yeah, I did yeah." And I didn't know how to take it at all. No, he's not exasperated with you, but exasperated in the sense that. Holy shit! Yes, it changed everything. No, this but was what, not, what, I'm what I'm saying is he does not. He, he doesn't seem like that at all. He seems like joking around with you, like you betcha, Dave. Like, yeah,
3: which you don't really know how to take a Michael Stipe who who may or may not be joking around with you. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't. He's not
2: a person I knew how to. What's going? What, on? Are, you, what are you? What is? Why are you annoyed with? Because I contradicted you. Yeah. You're not allowed to do that. <laughs> uh no. He you you're right. He is joking. You mean exasperated around with, you. with the situation yeah, and yeah, still joking with around Dan with you. Yes, yeah. yes. Like he, you've probably interviewed Look, you him you have a, to, a bunch of times just over the years. Once. You have to understand, mean, Adam. I I try to mend fences with people. I didn't want Dave to think that. Michael's. Michael was exasperated with him and so I was trying to he could have been I understand I he could he been. Been. I, 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 I don't know why I'm like but you know, he doesn't seem like he' trying was to gloss over at it. all I'm just, yeah, right. that's the role that I played in my family I was the middle child always trying to peace keep yeah. with people I was trying to make sure that everyone was all right and that's I do that in my life and I'm I and, and, and what your I sh- work and what I and my work that I try to peace keep in my work because I'm an off-duty fireman <laughs> Um, but what what I shouldn't do is I shouldn't discount your feelings and your thoughts. Thank you. In order to do that, and I'm sorry. Thank you. All right. All right. Is this an episode of I'm Sorry? <laughs> I think it might be. <laughs> Hey everyone, welcome to I'm Sorry. This is Scott and this is Scott, and today we're just apologizing to people. Yeah. Oh, by the way, we have a special guest. And I'm so sorry I didn't introduce him right away. Dave uh, Holmes is here. Hey. So sorry. Oh, so sorry. Oh. I'm so sorry. Can I talk now? Yeah, of course you I, can yeah, talk. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Right. It's okay. No, okay. Uh, but uh, you know, I really wish you wouldn't talk over us. I'm sorry. Yeah.
3: Uh, it's okay. It's okay.
2: Oh, uh, sorry about Scott. S- <laughs> kind of mm-hmm. nailing you for that talking over Yeah, story. usually I don't like to do that. So sorry. Sorry for like calling you out there, Scott. Oh, that's okay. I mean, I don't, I don't really mind, mind but uh, I'm sorry that you had now. to watch I'm that.
3: I'm sorry if I was the cause of any kind of like... It, it
2: is a little weird to have a little third little person bit, in the mix. I'm I'm a bit. Should I go? I can go. No, no. No, I'm sorry. We don't mean to make you come all the way out here and then ask you to leave immediately, but yes. Okay. Sorry for throwing you out. Sorry for throwing you out. All right, see you later. Good app, yeah. Those guys were really apologetic. Yeah, sorry about that, guys. (laughs) We don't have time for another app. Um, So, Dave, this is the first and only time you ever. Let's 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 take you back. How long have you been working at MTV at this point? Like five minutes. This must have been two thousand. No, it was nineteen ninety eight. Nineteen ninety eight. Oh, so you just started there. I started. Yeah, I started. For for listeners who don't know, uh, I watched this live as it happened. Did you really? You won a contest. To be, uh, I, I didn't actually. You did not win. Yes, you were second place. But you, should I consider win. Episode of I'm sorry. <laughs> um, <laughs> you won. You won second place in yes. a beauty contest. That's yes. uh, uh, To to be an MTV VJ. That's correct. The winner. Wow, I forgot about that the winner man. of which was a guy named I Jesse. Yeah, like holy yes. shit. Who, Jesse Malin. Yeah. No. Or no. That's no. A no. Guy that's D-Generation. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Who owes his Jesse. Jesse Camp? So he he won the contest. Yes, he did. Because he had some sort of rock and roll flair to him. Sure. Uh, And you were just a nice, solid, dependable guy who knew everything about music. I was just there. Um, (laughs) The the type of guy who should have won. Well,
3: maybe. I don't know. Because you then became someone who was was hired for many years. What I was was very much the same exact type. As all of the producers at MTV. Right. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. And all of, like, the higher-up executives so they were, like, 10-year older versions Very of relatable me. to them. Yes. And, like, we were all, like, music nerds together. And so, like, I had that week to sort of get to know everybody – and it was fairly obvious which way it was going to go, so I just kind of wanted to get myself a job
2: there somehow. Right. So like, was maybe it like a, whittled down
3: to the two of it was, you? Yeah, no, it was. Well, wasn't it? It, it was, was like American Idol, people, wasn't and it? Then it was ten, right? And then and then there were f- okay, no, there were six. They they okay. got us down to five, and then six. That's a lot from of like numbers. A, You're throwing
2: a lot of numbers at me right there now. There was a top I'm ten. So there confused. was a top
3: ten on top ten, top six, top five. What yes, are we on Wednesday?
2: Uh, no, they had days? Top 10. Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. Shit. Well, it was just a week. So Wednesday there was a top ten, and we all had to uh, interview Chris Kattan.
2: <laughs> had, and, you say had to?
3: Yes, that was our challenge. We each okay. had to like do a thirty-second interview with him. Mm-hmm. We also had to sit on like uh, beanbag chairs as In Sync performed. That was the, the first time they were ever on MTV.
2: Really? Wow. And you had in to sit- giant pants. You had like to comment in, on the performance. Like no, where we you, were just there. They okay. were the guests, this, and so I, we were there. I have to say, that part doesn't sound that hard. It was-
3: You had to sit there and watch them? It it was- It was- Now, you know what? It was actually quite easy. It was But nice. also being <laughs> nice. plucked
2: out of nowhere and suddenly being- You it, must have yeah. didn't been come freaking out. Of nowhere. I was Why do you have to insult him like out. that? No- <laughs> Scraped up off the bottom of a shoe <laughs> and thrown on television.
3: <laughs> I mean, you were nothing. Yeah, now nah, I, what? Well, I mean, I had like a regular job that I called in sick. What, what was your regular job? I was an advertising guy. Really?
2: What were some of your mm-hmm. ads?
3: Uh, I didn't write any. I was Snickers. Like, uh, it's chocolate. No, okay, let me talk. I um, Uncle Ben's uh, Wild Rice. <laughs> How oh, yeah. wild can that uh, go? It was pretty pretty intense. Uh, cover Girl. Cosmetics? Mm, Sure, I've heard of it. For a very
2: brief spell. Uh, Sousa tequila. I mean, I've heard of all three of these things, so it sounds yeah. like you I did, did a great job. job. I did a great yeah, job. Congrats. Yeah. So then this, did you just hear about this contest yeah. and your friends were like, you should do this. You're uh, a no, music nerd. I was like, nerd. I should do this. Okay. And I shouldn't tell anyone. <laughs> uh-huh.
3: Um, because I was 26 or 27. Uh-huh. I was just at the age when it was yeah. a little bit embarrassing to yeah. do a
2: thing like that. What sure. year is this? Is this 98? 90, 98. 98. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I remember watching this. I'm too old to watch this. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> I'm older than you at this point. Yeah. What am I doing watching this? So but I remember it. Once you the contest really started heating up where all your friends and co-workers like, Mm -hmm. what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. I had to sort of come out. Yeah. Yeah. And uh,
3: yeah, it was really, it was super weird and it all happened really quickly. Uh So the whole thing was one week. The whole thing was one week. Yeah. It was like a Wednesday to a, I I interviewed on a, or interview, I auditioned on a Monday morning. They called and said I was in the top 10 on a Tuesday night. It started Mm. Wednesday morning. Mm. Uh, then we did this live show, and they they whittled us from ten to five, and then they pulled a name out of like a, a drum mm-hmm. uh, for a
2: sixth, who was just like some a rando some who had not rando. been part of the contest yeah. at this point. Yeah, that, I don't like yeah. that. And they who was that? Flew her up. I think her name was Nelly. Oh, so she was not in New York, but had, she was not. Had they flew a- her in. Oh, so it was a fly. Okay, I like yeah. this. Okay, then yeah. it was Nelly Furtado. It was Nelly Furtado. <laughs> this is how we know her. And mixed and then, with Nelly, the, it's getting hot in here, right. singer. <laughs> <laughs>
3: From my hometown of St. Louis, really? Mm-hmm. Okay. Nelly, 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 Nelly. Uh-huh. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, he has a, a vocational institute called
2: EI by Nelly Experience <laughs> Institute. <laughs> no, no, that's true. On delay, on delay. i you had like, yeah, uh, A line uh, cook, or whatever. is it like a Trump University thing, or is it a real place? It's probably somewhere in between. Okay. See, this is why though you were so good at the job is because you can pull facts so like ever that. Shut up. Well, no, you pull facts like that that yeah. neither of us know, and, and yeah. we learn something.
3: Oh good. Yeah. Good. It's not like you've been doing heavy research on Nelly.
2: <laughs> and his I mean, and his alternate revenue I did notice on the way over here he is sharing a bill with Toby Keith yes, at he some hellscape of a music festival. Well because yes. they had a song together, I believe. They had a duet. No. Ugh. No, no, he I had he had a duet Florida, with a country Georgia person. Line. Oh right. right, right. Yeah. Um, or maybe Tim McGraw. Or it maybe was both. I think it was Tim McGraw is the one I'm thinking of. Okay. Right? So now uh, so, so this sixth person gets flown out, uh-huh. and then this is on Wednesday or so. I, I'm not able to keep track of okay. this. Okay, so Thursday, Friday, we were on the live show, mm-hmm. which was still MTV Live at the time,
3: right? And like, and we Non-TRL. had to do challenges. Yeah, that hadn't started yet, right. so we we had to like go to like, the Virgin Megastore across the street and choose, like, three albums and say why
2: and all oh, that kind of thing. Oh, which did you choose? Do you remember?
3: Uh, yes. Uh, a Tommy
2: Keene album that had just been re-released. Love Tommy Keene. As a matter it. of fact, he just passed away. Yeah. And I don't think I really knew really anything about him. And when he passed away, I saw your tweet about how incredible he was. Yep. And I listened to, I believe, the song that you put on, on Twitter, which must have been... I the don't se- season? What is it? Oh, places that are gone. Places that are gone. Maybe, yeah. Yeah, 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 and I was like, "This is an amazing song." Oh, so I, I went and bought three of his records because of you. Oh, good. Yes, oh, that makes me. Happy. So you're doing some good in the world. Okay, good. so a, a Tommy Keen record. A, a Tommy Keen record. I think the first Ben Folds mm-hmm. Five yeah. record, mm-hmm. probably. That was well. That was around '95. So, is when no. that? 90, yeah, Ben Folds Five. Uh, oh, Ben Folds Five. Yeah. Sorry. Oh, so the first like Ben Folds solo. No, I think it was the first Ben Folds Five record. Okay, maybe.
3: Could be, um, and and I think because it was Dr. Dre and Ed Lover doing it, I chose uh, the uh, uh, three feet high and rising. Oh, oh cool. okay. So they were judging is that- they were judging, I think, that part of it. Okay. Smart, I don't great. remember which day smart. that was smart. And then there was a live thing all Tuesday or all, uh, all Saturday afternoon where they mm-hmm. like the viewers should call in and, yeah. and they chose on Saturday. They chose on Saturday. And
2: right. they chose Jesse, but yeah. then you immediately got a, a job as like runner up or that took a while? That or? took a while. Uh-huh. Yeah. I, uh, but I got, wasn't everyone saying no? like everyone watching was going like no Dave's the guy you uh, should be right well, th- I mean they didn't That's say it or did you have to wait for, for Jesse to flame out and then they no, hired
3: you no 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 no. I got hired as a writer almost immediately oh at, great like, just for like weekend specials and stuff like a part time were of you thing.
2: writing like about Sousa Gold and no. no at
3: the time no No, okay. I was writing probably about uh, Willa Ford or some kind of shit mm, Okay. Um, and then just because I was around and it was summertime was starting up and they started a lot of new programs in the summertime I was there mm-hmm. and I tested for a couple things. And Did you go to the fun. Fun. spring Plus break fun. or anything like that? Oh, God, yeah. Not the, that year. Not that year. Yeah. Okay. Was, was that down in Florida? Uh, Cancun.
2: Oh, wow. My years, it was all Cancun. Yes. Yeah, it was. I it think was you were living the dumb. life that I was like, God, I wish I I wish I was doing that in 1998 when I was watching MTV. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's Where also living the life that you wish you were doing now. I would yeah. imagine. <laughs> I would imagine. So, uh, so Dave, you're yeah. you're you then um, to 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 make uh, sort of nutshell this. You you then were hired as a host, and yeah. you and you were there many years. Yeah, how many years like were you? Uh, four and a half. Four and a half years, and you interviewed everybody there.
3: I interviewed I a lot of people. Yeah, and and one of the first. Big ones for me was Michael Stipe.
2: Michael Stipe. So this is the interview. How That's long did it last?
3: I was there for probably a half hour. Okay. They were preparing to play at the Bowery Ballroom. They were doing a small show at the Bowery Ballroom. And um, and I was losing my fucking mind because mm. I loved R.E.M.
2: Yeah. And This leads me to what I probably should have asked you first, oh. which is when did you first hear of R.E.M.?
3: I heard of them? Is that really a question that you? <laughs> yes. It is. Okay. So, so cuz when did you you're first hear of like them? like it's just the first time no. that this kind of thing has come up. <laughs> when did you See, I can never tell when people are having a laugh. No. Which is why my are you interview a laugh? <laughs> with Michael Stipe.
2: No, when was, was the f-
3: when was the first time you heard of them? I remember the I was – I saw their record at a record bar. You remember a record bar? No, what is that? It was like a Sam Goody.
2: But oh, no. Midwest. We've talked about Goody Got It and Where, The Warehouse, but mm-hmm. we've never heard of a record, bar. I, <laughs> record don't, bar. I don't remember a record bar at all. Well, well it maybe it was a Midwest, Midwest thing. Yeah, yeah. could have been.
3: Uh, and I was uh, I was with one of my older brothers who were both in college at the time. I was pro- it was probably 83. Mm. It was murmur time. Yeah. And uh, and they were like, that's, uh, that's a psychology reference, like R.E.M. It's oh, about, oh, you know. Oh, rapid, REM sleep. Or oh, I see. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. I and
2: thought then, you meant murmur was no. Uh,
3: and then I just started reading about them as a band where you never can tell what the lead singer is saying. Uh-huh. And I decided I loved them because yeah. like none of my friends were listening to them, and I didn't really hear. I think I maybe heard Radio Free Europe on like the cool right. radio station.
2: Yeah, so your but, your brothers had no interest in the music; they just not wanted really. to show off that they yeah. And it's is it really even a psychology reference? I don't know. <laughs> And they were college students. <laughs> yeah, I don't your brothers know. are just trying to hi hat you here. Yeah, <laughs> there's <just> a showboating. <laughs> and it's so, bullshit. so do you remember the
3: first record that you bought? Yes, Reckoning, Reckoning from Columbia House. Oh, nice. Oh, yeah. great. Was it, it was in it was your one twelve for a penny. It was That's one your twelve. Deals.
2: Yeah. Ever did yeah. you ever be only it, one I remember? Did you ever pay it off? Did no, you of ever actually? Not. Of course not. <laughs> no. Never. I had a whole system. That's how I built up my collection. We probably. Really, yeah, I, about I believe it. we've talked about. It. I was Wiggy Wigbert at a at a fake address. Really? Yes, I was Travis Bickle. <laughs> <laughs> Jerry Lewis. I did all
3: kinds of names. Just with like, just at like a PO or something
2: like that? No, I I did it at my friend's house and he did it at mine. And then you couldn't, like, they would send bills to my friend's house, but he's like, Wiggy Wigbird doesn't live here. What do you mean? And vice versa. I would have them sent to my house and then immediately fill out the change of address form to nearby grocery stores (laughs) where they get incoming mail all the time. Oh, very smart. It was like committing mail fraud in in, junior high school. Yeah. Yeah. And what's weird is my parents, who would never let me do anything like that because they're very religious, were fine with that. Yeah. That was one of the few that they were like – they would laugh about Wiggy Wigbird occasionally. Right. Fine <laughs> with it. Who knows what? <laughs> like if these people are stupid enough to offer 12 <laughs> yeah. CDs for a penny, they deserve <laughs> it. That
3: uh, is such a two-way grift. It's not even funny. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like clearly they knew nobody was going to really Oh, and clearly their end of the clearly
2: it's so expensive when you actually buy the records that the yeah. what 10% of the people who actually follow through with it are uh-huh. paying for the other 90? What? Yeah. What was the thinking behind it was it to just up record sales and a write off for them? Is that what it was? Yeah, I would imagine they get they get a lot of the. There's an interesting article about it. Uh, is there really? Yeah, there is. All you. Anyway, okay. so Reckoning is the first one you get. Yep. You then become an REM devotee. Yep. And fan for life. So that well, is.
3: Yes. I mean, fan, f- you know, up and down fan.
2: Yes, up and down fan. So, but, yeah. but from 84 till. All right. This is where it gets.
3: Okay. Okay. Like, Ari. Okay. So okay okay, 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 okay. They fuck you at the drive thru
2: Okay, okay. <laughs> it's like, like Joe Pesci in Lethal Weapon Two. <laughs>
3: yeah. Um, Reckoning, uh, uh, Fables of the Reconstruction, mm-hmm. Life's Rich Pageant. So far, you've named three of their albums. That's right. Huge <laughs> fan. Yes. And then, like the kids who gave me shit for liking bands that they hadn't heard of, heard of them and started liking them. Right. When one In indoc- document. Right. Yeah. And so, document in green. Everyone else was listening to. So, are you like? And an A- I took it out on the band. You're yeah. an Andy Daly, really. Yeah, he did that with you too, really. He hates he did, Joshua Tree. He hates Tree. Joshua Tree. I don't like Joshua Tree either. Mm-hmm. Whoa! Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Same. But do you reason. like like Amory's baby and when they mm-hmm. the '90s stuff? Yeah, I would work through those issues. I think. Right. You still listen to Joshua Tree, and you're like, "That's garbage." I don't think it's garbage. Yeah. I just don't.
2: You don't have the like, ves- the the emotional connection to it that no. if you would listen to it continuously back right, then. Right, right. I feel like that's my my issue with Actung Baby. Uh huh. Is I never listened to it when it was happening. Yeah. I caught up with it, and now it, to me it sounds a little dated. Yeah. And I wasn't there in it while it was happening. I didn't go see the tour, you know. So now when, I, uh, we were talking about Octoon Baby last week of uh, just – I don't really care to hear any of the Octoon Baby songs played in concert sure. anymore. Like I'm fine if they don't play yeah. Whereas I listened to it that night it came out and I couldn't – I'd never heard yeah. music like this before and, and you know, it was amazing. Yeah. Did you wait in line at a at – a- Record store, yeah, at one in uh, in Pasadena in the old uh, mall that was on Colorado that's been torn down now. But there was a I should erect a statue Goody of you <laughs> holding the <Uctung> Baby record. <laughs> <laughs> I remember right when I moved to Pasadena right out of high school, I was so lonely and sad. I would take the bus. And it was like four hundred degrees. <laughs> I'd never been in hot weather. Like I would just take the bus down because it was you air conditioned. Santa Cruz down to Santa Cruz is cold. Cold. Okay, um, but you're saying you've never been in hot weather before. Like not you're in like Minnesota, Los Angeles. Okay, okay. I mean, it's okay. so hot here. I, I agree. I agree. Um, but I would go to this mall and just walk around all day because it's air conditioned. Like seventy. Yeah. yeah, seventy. <laughs> at, it's hottest. <laughs> but I remember I went when Use Your Illusion one or one and two came out. Yeah, I took the bus over, and that was my whole day was taking the bus to get that, and then I got it, and I was like. All right, what 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 am I going to do for the rest of the day? <laughs> what if it was use your illusion one or two? You could only buy one, <laughs> and they wouldn't let you. Like somehow you had like a microchip inserted yeah, into yeah. you somehow you that you choose. had to scan. Yeah. And if you went and tried to buy the other one at a different store, you would they be would hunted down. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, just a light electric shock. Yeah. Which one would you choose? Number one. two.
3: Two. Ow. Oh yeah, isn't number one oh, better? Oh guys, I like two. I what? don't like either
2: of them. Yeah, yeah, neither are good, but maybe two is what, November Rain. though, is on one, isn't it? It is. That's probably the best song out of all of them. But I have never been a November Rain. Yeah, no. God, it's
3: just the worst of it's everything that I don't like about rock music. But I have to
2: say, one song, but yeah. their previous record, great, incredible, I think. But See, I'm not. You know, you're was not never into a it. Fan. Yeah, I get it. Um, There's like one great album in both of those. Use Your Illusion. Records. Yeah, probably, yeah, yeah probably. But uh, there's so many, there's some shitty
3: songs on it. Yeah.
2: Anyway, in any Also, case. he threw a
3: big tantrum in St. Louis at our big new outdoor amphitheater. Uh, okay, now and, we're getting he, to like, it. And he left the stage after 15 minutes, and he was like, the security fucking sucks, and whatever. Uh, were you the there? Fans, no. <laughs> then, uh, <fans laughs> then what do you tore care? Because the they fucking tore the place down. This was, that was, was like in like 88, 88 deal. when they were. Yeah, something like that, maybe 90.
2: Okay. So, well, you, was and you Use don't like. illusion era, or. I don't, ugh. I remember I don't him know. doing that all it the was, time in start. yeah. yeah, it was Use Your Illusion ugh, era because the baby. previous era, they, they mm. were not big enough to do it. I do remember in 91, 92, on the Use Your Illusion tour, they started playing a cover of One, which was a brand new song oh, at that point. Uh. And I remember at that point, I was already like soured on Guns N' Roses and was like, yeah. oh, fuck. Now They're do I have to start ruin this, this Oh, song. no, you thought they were going to ruin it. Wow. Well, just like it makes it less cool when- yeah guns and guns and roses I've never heard that can you find it we'll play it I bet it's on YouTube well, right people didn't have the I don't know people you were just miming a poll or no a video camera <laughs> <laughs> back then you would have had to bring a giant video yeah. camera to the concert with like with the you. VCR in yeah. a backpack Yeah. yeah. but yeah. I bet there's audio of it in any case Dave uh-huh. we've gotten so off track you uh, then did not like them for document and then uh I green liked document Green I resented because that, resented. it was like huge.
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was like this is just
2: not. That's where I was out. I went to go see them my one and only time for Green and uh-huh. I li- and I was really into them and then suddenly shiny happy people happened and I did not like them anymore. I really? never listened to another record. Wow. But- Okay. So I'm r- I'm discovering these records as we listen to them. Oh, be yeah. He yeah. he never really listened to Automatic for the People. Oh Jesus, or Christ. Out of Time. Never heard those records.
3: I mean, do you feel like you missed out on something? Like, is I'm there? I'm fine. I feel like time. I feel like everything's spent? cool with me. Huh. All right, <laughs> so I was fully back on board uh, for Out of Time.
2: You were. Yeah.
3: I mean, hundred percent back
2: on. Board. Okay, so you're back on board for Out of Time, yes. accepting
3: that they're huge
2: now and you yeah. can still enjoy it. And yeah.
3: at a different time in my life where I'm less. Defined by the bands that I like. Yeah. Right. You know, mm-hmm. it's, oh, I can share them.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yes. You know what I mean? It doesn't yeah.
3: cause me anger or anxiety.
2: And are you in college at this point? I'm in now? college at this point. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So you're uh, more emotionally mature. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm,
3: yeah. Um, loved Automatic for the People. Mm-hmm. Did not like Monster. Mm-hmm. Okay.
2: And then I forget. And then there's a, oh, a then New Adventures.
3: Says, oh, oh yeah, yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Which I liked. Okay. Liked okay. Okay, so then now you get a job at MTV. Right. Up is coming out. Had you heard it yet? I, may, I think it was maybe
3: the night the album came out. Oh, okay. I don't mm-hmm. know if that's possible.
2: And they didn't give you like an advanced advance. copy? Yeah, I'm sure they did. Mm-hmm. I probably listened to it. But um, you're busy at MTV. You got to listen to a lot of stuff. And yeah, but I mean I, I – Are you able to keep up on music while you're working there? or do, oh, Or absolutely. is it a job at that point? Well, y-
3: yes, you totally can because there wasn't that much of it. Um,
2: so did you – Can you
3: uh, – Let me just – Can you ever – could you imagine a time in your life when you could listen to as much free music from, like, new artists that no one's heard of yet for free? For free. Anytime you wanted to and you were too tired to do it. I know. (laughs) It's – Like, I can't keep up and I I am exhausted by the thought of it. I still
2: buy it all and sometimes I'll look at, like, the Tommy Keen stuff, for instance. I spent a day listening to Tommy Keen and I would say out of the – I probably bought 100 songs by him. I listen to thirty of them. I spend all day doing it, and the other ones are sitting in my collection. And I'll get to them on random someday. Yeah, <laughs> and like some of them will never be listened to.
3: Yeah, it, and like you know, maybe maybe your favorite song in the entire world is one of those songs.
2: Is and is not being and you listened are
3: missing to. Missing out on time you could be
2: spending. I know it's crazy. I wish someone would tell me what my favorite song is, so I would just go listen. Oh, I'll to tell it. you. Oh, what is it? Happy birthday. <laughs> <laughs> I I've never heard that.
3: Either that or Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Oh, Never heard that, that at all. That's a good everybody song. loves. I like a, a real jazzy version.
2: Okay, yeah, look, ad libs. We have to get to wait, wait, wait. Can how we you out? felt Can we during f- during the interview with Michael. Stein. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, scared shitless. Okay, so unbelievably scared to death
3: because, like, I'm a I'm a, a big fan. Mm-hmm. B he's. Completely inscrutable, and you can't like you just don't know. I, I don't feel he's like got I know that, him. Yeah,
2: mysterious. know yeah, if it's going like to be
3: ethereal. a disaster, or yeah, you don't know if it is currently a disaster. And did your
2: reaction to That's the how album I felt during have, my Bono interviews <laughs> last <laughs> with his looking at me? Did did your like, reaction to the album have anything to do with it? Like, not did really. you like it or not? Yeah, I
3: liked it. Yeah, I liked it. But but yeah, I, I, I don't think I loved it, but yeah. I liked it. Yeah. okay. Also like wandering around, this was at the Bowery Ballroom, wandering around like the periphery was Patti Smith. okay, who was gonna make an appearance with them on stage. Wow. So I'm just like in the presence of like yeah. greatness. Were you a Patty Smith out. fan growing up? I mean, not a huge fan, but like you can acknowledge right, I could right. acknowledge like this is like a right, you know, yeah this, this is an important human being. Yeah. And also I'm like I had a, I was sitting at a desk at an ad agency like six weeks before, right.
2: So now, Dave, okay. you're shitting your pants. Yes. Michael Stipe comes in. You have a half an hour with him.
3: Yeah, and you're and also there's a, there's a weird thing. I'm sure you know this. When you're about to get started, they they like mic you up, yeah. and then mm-hmm. there's you know we got to test everything, and then it's like you're sitting there, and then it's and then oh wait, let me just fix this lighting, and like mm-hmm. a small lighting fix will take like ten minutes, and so you're sitting there, sitting and there like, and have
2: to chat with someone, oh, small talk for yeah. yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. And and it's not like if it's just you and a coworker or something, it's already weird enough. Yeah. But it's like it was me who's still getting used to my entire life being
2: turned upside <laughs> down. Wait, okay. Why would they give the interview of the giant star to the guy that won the contest list like four weeks ago? I don't. Because it was
3: was maybe three months. But you also, still
2: though, like you're the music fan. That's why they give it to you. This is important because you actually
3: know what you're talking about and they want to have it. You're not going to embarrass yourself. And I also, like, I really wanted to make myself useful in any way that I could.
2: Was Tabitha Soren there yet? She had just left. She just left. That's because it seemed like in this documentary I'm watching about REM on MTV, every single interview is with Tabitha Soren. Yeah. Uh Like she she is their go-to person. Sure. So she leaves and you get in there.
3: Yeah, mm-hmm. but, um, this was for I don't remember what exactly the deal was, but there there was mm-hmm. like a there was MTV News and then there was just sort of regular regular MTV. MTV. Okay, he, so. for whatever reason, this was for regular. Not MTV. for news. Okay, got it. Uh, normally, their interviews would be it would be a Kurt Loader. Have we? It would be someone with some gravitas.
2: Have we asked yet? Do you? Um, when did you first hear of REM? You, you did I did okay <laughs> did. I'm sorry to interrupt all right no, go did. ahead it was in a mall there was psychology <laughs> okay 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 got it, got it got it got it so you do, or you had to fill this like time while they fixed the light yeah. is what you were about to say when yeah no it was and it's just you know it's it's gonna kill your that flow happens on yeah, a that bit. would happen on the bang bang TV show all the time. The person who uh, is the star of the show is the person that I would end up spending the most time with, weirdly enough, where uh, we would usually do everyone in six hours, Mm -hmm. and I'm spending the entire six hours small talking with them. Yeah, Yeah. it's exhausting. It's exhausting, but I felt like to be a good host and to make sure their experience is good, I would have to chat with them the whole time. Uh And some people are great, and it's cool to get to know them, and some people are just like you know, intimidating, and it's very weird to be yeah. sitting there and chatting with someone who's not giving you anything until you—sometimes <laughs> I would unlock it, and it would be like, oh, I found the subject uh-huh. that suddenly makes them come alive, and it was yeah. great. Uh, I just spent uh, four hours with Terry Crews today. Oh, great. Doing a profile. A joy. For
3: Esquire, yeah. Awesome. It was great. Did he, you say Tom Crews? Terry Crews. Oh. Uh,
2: still, it's good. Still
3: impressive. <laughs> <laughs> but he's a guy who— um, has a lot to say. Does
2: he? That's great. He's he's yeah, a great guy. Love is. him. He's lovely. So uh, uh, was it with Michael Stipe trying to fill that awkward um, silence? It was weird because I um,
3: – and, and the weirdness was – 100% on me. Right. You know? Is he, is he like,
2: trying to make you comfortable? He,
3: he was. He was perfectly nice, but I was second guessing every single thing that I was doing and saying. Yeah, and I was mm-hmm. like, is he disappointed that they sent the guy who just won the thing or Look, lost go, the thing? Like go back three last weeks week and,
2: and listen to our interview with Bono on the Edge, yeah. and you'll hear some prime examples of that. Honestly, like when I watch clips of you, I'm so impressed with uh, how just normal you seem, oh, cool. you know, well, with having to do it ourselves and just, like, totally yeah. switching our personalities. It's okay. difficult. It's difficult. It's and difficult to do. Because you're so nervous. Yes. And you, mm-hmm. The last thing you, ne- you want to appear is nervous, especially exactly. when you're on camera as well. Yeah. Like, right. And the level of stardom between us. You know, usually on the Bang Bang TV show, it's it's wide, but it's not that wide, uh-huh. you yeah, know, between is, like us and Bono. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. That's a big deal. Yeah. It's a big deal. So, so how did the
3: interview go? It went okay. It went okay. Yeah. However, there was – and thank God they edited it out. Um, there was a song Cut on – out. Yeah, it's a tough thing to say. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, I'm just doing Dave Collier no, catchphrases. I, saw, I, I caught that just a second too late. Um, there's a song called Walk Unafraid <laughs> on yeah. Up. And it was also this was also around the time of Matthew Shepard, I want to say. Mm-hmm. And I tried to work those
2: topics Two things together, together. Mm-hmm. yeah.
3: In my head, I had this wonderful overarching statement about his life and mm-hmm. about whatever about gay rights and all that kind of thing mm-hmm. and it made I swear to God it made sense in my head my mistake was never writing it down and looking at it and yeah, saying, yeah, yeah, is yeah. this a question or a thing I should be saying right and uh, and so then after a few moments of small talk awkwardness while lights are being adjusted like we we had a, 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 a he did the you betcha Dave which I was <laughs> like I don't I can't tell if he's making fun <laughs> of me yeah, right I can't tell what his mood is and then I launched into this Fucking fridge poetry of a question <laughs> I was trying to ask him about important topics that are important to him, and he and he just he didn't shut me down rudely, but he was just like, um, yeah, I don't let's let's not, <laughs> you know, just uh, kind of. He was not. like, you're, oh. you're conflating a couple things that don't really go together, so let's move on to another thing. And I was uh-huh. like, you know what, you're absolutely right. Interesting. Uh-huh. Um, and we kept going, and I was mortified. Like yeah. I, I felt all the blood leave my face. Right, right. Uh, but we went on, and it
2: was it was okay. Interesting. Shake you, it off. Did you stay and watch the show that night? I think I did. Yeah. Yeah. And what I remember watching that show on MTV. Really? Yeah, cool. Because they played. They? Yeah. Because they, she came out and sang yeah. a song with them. Yeah. So you remember that. You remember it. I do. <laughs> Congrats to me. Yeah. <laughs> do you, um, and we need to go to a break in a second, but uh, you bringing up Matthew Shepard sort of uh, leads me into wondering about this. Uh, you, uh, Michael Stipe, at the time had come out. Had, uh-huh. had he not? I think so. Yeah. And you, uh, if if I may say, uh-huh. you when you were in, at MTV, uh-huh. you were not publicly. Out? I was out, but not to friends or to, or, to friends and to, and to coworkers and to family and, and to okay. all that.
3: But like not publicly because there was not a place to right. do it. There yeah. wasn't. There yeah. wasn't Maybe. like a
2: MTV magazine.
3: No. <laughs> Where... No, and there was no Twitter, and there was right. you know. None
2: of that shit. So how – and this is a perspective that I that I wanted to ask you about. Uh-huh. Uh, Michael Stipe probably out before a lot of celebrities were yeah. as I recall. Uh-huh. Uh, was that any kind of influence on you uh, to see someone of that stature? Uh, yeah.
3: Yeah. I mean I, I did it pretty early. Right. Like I kind of – I got through it in high school and college. Right. Um, what is weird though is – you know, Michael Stipe, Bob Mould, Tommy Keane like th- those were like three massive ones for me in high school and they mm-hmm. all ended up being gay.
2: Right. Which is mm-hmm. weird. And, and like, did you, I didn't know in about in high school you did not at know. The time, no. Right. Do you think well are you are do you do you think that's just coincidence or do you think no. that there was something in their art that was Yeah, I think there yeah. Okay, so Dave, I know uh um that your time is short here on this earth, I and you don't want to spend it <laughs> the rest of your life here in the I studio would love with us. To, but I got to go to the other studio. But you have to go to and the other studio. These are really studio. long My episodes. Show. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. We did, we really love to to jaw. Um, but you brought your top ten REM songs of all yeah. time. Yes, did I you did. not? Yes, I did. And I agonized. You agonized because it's, it's hard, only ten. Right? It's so hard. It's only ten. Adam and I, by the way, may I say that what we're going to do with our top tens? Yeah. Uh coming up towards the end of the run here, we're oh. going to do our top 10 R.E.M. songs, but we're going to do it from different eras. Oh. The first five albums, the middle five albums, and the last five albums. Oh, very yeah. good. And I think we should also do a top 10 overall as well. Of what of the entire career, top ten songs, just top ten songs of the entire career. Okay, we will do that as well. Rank all of the Battle Yeah, we'll rank all of the albums. We'll do all that. But okay,
3: so Dave, you asked for a top ten, and and like the music nerd in me just cringed. I mean, yeah,
2: it's hard. It's hard. Yeah, it's It's very hard. Who was it that said you could do a top thirty easily? Oh yeah, who I don't don't care. Okay, so Dave, who? (laughs) Let's let's get it. Let's get it going. All right, let's get it going. Oh. They're uh, on my laptop. They're on your laptop, and and you have brought your laptop, and it's right here in studio with us. Dave Holmes' laptop, right there. It's, right. it's Is great, right here. It's That's a right. Macintosh. All right, mm-hmm. it's one of those dumb ones. Mm-hmm. One, one of the stupidest thing. computers. They're real dumb. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, so coming in, you're, we're going to go. Uh, we're not going uh, chronologically, right? We're no, we're, we're going. I uh, did my best. You to ranked, ranked them. Okay, I great. did my best to rank them. Let's come in at number ten. What do we have? Number ten from Out of Time. Me and Honey. Me and Honey in Big the top fan. ten. Wow, yeah. great! This Huge. is the song that Adam could not believe I had never heard before. I also can't believe that you had never heard that. Before. Well, believe it. It's a oh, favorite so- of mine as well. All right, so go ahead and play a little uh, Me and Honey sure, while you. Uh, sure, sure. Yes, yeah, sir. Here we go. Here we go. Oh, oh so yeah! Kate Pearson. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Elevates anything. You like the B fifty I do. I do. Uh,
3: I'm obsessed with uh, YouTube uh, stuff of, of them from the seventies.
2: Right. Like oh, their Saturday Night Live. Yeah, set, so like, good. Their first it's two records. Same. So good. And then insane. they take a little bit of a dive. They do take but, a little bit of. A um, those first two records. Yeah. All right. What voice. they got huge? Were you guys like, okay, they deserve it? Like, did you think they were their stuff Maybe took a dive no. previous to yeah. them getting huge? I, I took a dive, and then
3: they got better, and then they got huge. Oh, okay. Okay. They had a. They had a. I, I actually
2: like them until they got huge. Weirdly really? enough. Yeah, but I uh, like I don't I don't love their third, fourth, fifth record. Yeah. But Cosmic Thing is where the I don't like the production style. Really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, mean it's a whole different band, basically. Yeah. yeah. But I don't know. It's right. it was fun. I was what in do, college, it was fun. What do we have at number nine?
3: Number nine from New Adventures in Hi Fi,
2: Ebo the Letter. Ebo the Patty Smith. Patty
3: Smith. This is a, a very sexy song. I think I, if Caesar I'd love Romero this list so far. were to yeah. sing
2: this, no. or Vin Diesel, it'd be great. We, great, we, it, that's what's what, That's how you know you have a great song. Yeah. <laughs> if it's Vin beautiful- Diesel can sing it, yep. and make it sound great, that's just good well, construction. Now that's a yep. song. Yeah.
3: yeah. All right, number, number eight from Reckoning. Don't go back to Rockville. Hey, baby, love it. Love it. Just love it. Yeah. So it
2: good. feels like summer. Great. It's good hot Feel, weather music. Just put up the tinfoil. Mm-hmm. Put, put, the, get that <laughs> Order your family to windows. leave. Love it. <laughs> get the
3: fuck out. <laughs> Go to mother-in-laws. Um, number, I guess, seven. And here's where I become music nerd. Okay. It's from a side project. Oh. This is uh, Michael Stipe with Golden Palomino's. Oh, we played
2: some of this. Oh, uh, I've been living now. Yeah, we played some of this early on in one of our uh, early.
3: Yeah love this fucking song it's a good running song
2: i need to
3: get this song i'll email it to you i you know, i don't think you need the records but the songs are pretty good yeah it's i bought I, alive and living alive and living yeah, yeah i bought the two songs he does on this record is that what it is or so something like that Something yeah. like that yeah yeah okay number six from automatic for the people night swimming yeah
2: good gene song as well yeah a good one uh the band Jean. oh do they have a song called one? No, they do a cover of this. It's the, cover? it's the first place i ever heard this song oh, is wow. their version.
3: You really checked out.
2: <laughs>
3: I did. Uh, okay, number five for Murmur, Shaking Through. Oh, amazing. amazing. I mean, just classic. Just classic. It's...
2: All right. Very good. Okay. What are we at? Number four now. Number four. Oh my god, we're getting up there. Uh huh. From Life's Rich Pageant. These days. These yes. days. Triumphant. So right. Did uh, we? Stirring. We just saw the uh, lead singer of the Decemberists play this, right? He, no. no, he played I Believe. Uh, he played I Believe. Sorry, he played
3: I Believe. I might have, I, I might have won too many, but that's, a, that's no, all right. right. No, it's not okay, that's fine. Okay, we got the top three? No, top four. Oh, hey, you said it was four. Number four. Okay, did I say this was number four? Yeah, but that's okay. No. Okay, it's fine. Uh, number four from Out of Time, Near Wild Heaven. Uh, Near Wild yeah. Heaven. Which isn't starting for some reason. Interesting. So where are you going? We got a uh, fan mail from, uh, you got, oh, you were here. I was there.
2: Yeah, there. Um,
3: <laughs> uh, Number three from Green, you are the everything.
2: Mm. Awesome. So you
3: did
2: find something on. I green did eventually. I went back with. to it. Yeah, mm. I went back to it. What do like, you got? Yeah. The beach ball spinning on this, or is it? Uh, oh no, oh, no, it's, no, it's just a slow intro. Oh it was yeah, nature sounds. This I gotta tell you, if you're doing a podcast, bands stop doing like nature sounds yeah, or like those long intros. The, yeah, you know, because it really fucks with you if you're doing a top ten on a podcast. Uh-huh. Is this your st- number two song? This is my number three. Number, number three, three. yeah, Just number some some one three. Of my favorites, too. All right, number
3: Let's two with a bullet. Number two with a bullet from Reckoning, pretty persuasion,
2: oh, yeah. mm-hmm. fucking mm-hmm.
3: incredible. And there's some, there's some like by curiosity in this song. There's him, oh. like sort of figuring it out. Right, I got, uh, he, yeah. Like, what are the uh, What do you mean? Like well, like, it's sometimes she's got pretty persuasion, and sometimes oh, she's got yeah. pretty persuasion. Interesting, but, you know. Number one,
2: ladies and gentlemen. Okay, oh, uh, I, do you want to guess it? Yes. Okay, um, I'm gonna guess. Driver 8. Interesting. Close. Okay, okay. Close. I'm gonna guess. Oh, Life and How to Live It. Oh, sorry. What were you gonna guess? Life and How to Live It. what no, were weren't. you? Know? I feel like that's a lie. <laughs> I love this fucking me song. Me
3: too. I love it so much. I remember I, it I, is. This is everything I love about R.E.M. Me too.
2: I remember I, love this I didn't even hear this. I would listen to the album, and it just would pass me by. But yeah. then I saw that video. Remember the video? It's like illustrations of him like singing, nope. and I w- and I was like, "What the fuck is he saying?" And then I started listening to the song and really kind of getting into it. It's Wait, amazing. It's you so wonder what he was saying song. before you listened to the song. I think once I saw the video on MTV or something, and it just hit me like he's what I talking to the mic really weird. That was my top ten, guys. That's amazing. He's so good, good top ten. Do you mind handing me the uh, the thing? Actually, no. Just turn. Uh, no, that's okay. Yeah, now that you turned me. it off, yeah. May as well stop, Dave. Well, guys, th-
3: I gotta go next door. I'm thank sorry. Thank you so much. Thank you're you, you're Dave. recording your Thanks, your man. own
2: podcast, yes. Homophilia, uh-huh. which uh, uh, tell people about it. If uh, it's
3: uh, me and my friend Matt McConkie, we mm-hmm. talk to awesome uh, LGBT people about mm-hmm. their lives, and, and that that is weekly. People can hear weekly. that
2: weekly. Anything else you want to plug? Uh,
3: yeah. Read me on Esquire. I'm
2: um, you do uh, great articles on Esquire. That's great. Thanks. Dave, always a pleasure to see you. Thank, Thank you so you, much likewise. for being I'm here. Sorry I have to uh, bounce. Uh, no problem. We're going to go. We're gonna be right back. When we come back, we're going to go through Accelerate, track by track, and all the B-sides. This yeah. is exciting. And Adam is, has said he doesn't know what he's going to do if I don't like this record. Oh, shit. I can't wait to find out. <laughs> yeah. You're <laughs> well, going to to listen back. to find out. I am. Uh, all right. We're going to be right back with more Are You Talking, R.E.M. Remi after this.
0: Spain, 26 hour trip. You're
2: rough Welcome back. Are you talking Ari e. Remy? Me? Dave Holmes is next door recording his own show. What a great guest. Great guest. Really fascinating to hear about a life that you dreamed of having. And now you guys are in the same room. Isn't that odd how life takes these twists and turns? Like you look at him and you're like, oh man, I wish I could. Do what he's doing, and uh, suddenly you're in the same room. Here we are. Here we are. Just humans being. Just humans being human. Um, so let's get to it. We're talking about accelerate. Accelerate in this episode, which is very exciting. Um, and let's let's do some of the facts. Released on March 31st, 2008. March 31st of 2008. Adam, mm-hmm. do you remember 2008? I remember 2008 very, very well. Why is that? Um, really? No, I was in um, I was in Connecticut shooting a movie, The Vicious Kind, and I remember I was able to. We were living my. Wife and son and I, uh, my son was just a little tiny baby. So you were married, or you'd gotten married? Did, yes. Had you gotten married since the last episode that we talked about around the sun in two thousand? Yes, we had gotten married. You got married then. in between in these this whole four year gap between albums. Yeah, here. crazy that they did yeah. a four year gap, and you'd had a son, and your son's a little tiny baby, a little tiny baby, and we were living in this house way out in the boondocks, and uh, I was able to download a copy of Accelerate like two weeks before it came out. How did, it, it had how did leaked online somehow. Oh okay. And illegal leaker, Adam Scott. Yes. So but you of don't course mind I, if people do that with your work. Of course not. <laughs> I, I demand it. <laughs> um, I of course bought several different oh, incarnations yeah. of the album once it came out. Yeah. Um and did you buy one for Naomi? <laughs> I think I had learned my lesson on that. Did you buy one, one for buying. your son? Of course. <laughs> <laughs> but I remember being all the the hype leading up to it, and the the single that came out like in January. I was like, "This is f- amazing! Like, I love that song," and was so excited. What do you remember it. of the hype? Uh, that the this album was a return to form. At least that's what they were. That, that's kind of the word. <laughs> Whoa! Sorry, here it is. That was the word, but that was the word for Around the Sun, too. So, you know what? I'm not going to play it yet. So, go ahead. Sorry, I played that accidentally. Anyway, I, w- I wasn't sure what to expect. You didn't know what to expect because I do remember reading about Around the Sun. Everyone was like, oh my God, this is like old REM. Yeah. And then and suddenly, it so it wasn't. <laughs> right. So, uh, let me ask you a question um, REM had prepared for this record by, they were recording in Ireland, I believe. Uh, is that is that where the Olympia is? Yeah. They, uh, were, they, they were recording with Jack Knife Lee in Ireland. Yeah. And while they were were recording, Jack Knife Lee said, hey, why don't you do some shows um, because you want to work out these songs live before you record them because they'd been doing a few albums where they had just like worked everything out in the studio. Um, why don't you go do the opposite and work them out live in front of people? And so they did a five-night stint at the Olympia which became the Live at the Olympia record. But yeah. had you heard any of that previous to this? Yeah, because my friend Chris Bilheimer, uh, who was their uh, graphic designer, um, gave me a, a couple. He had sent me a couple CDs with, I think, two or three nights from the Olympia oh, wow. on it, which was really Complete cool. Complete shows. Because the Complete record shows. that came out is a compendium of all five nights. All five nights, yeah. right. But, I mean, I think that those shows in Ireland, why that – Live album is such a, a a must for fans. Is you hear them figuring out who they are as a band again? They yeah, knew, they introduce themselves to each other. Yeah, they knew that they were like on life your, support. Creatively. I'm in REM. Are you in REM? That's the whole album is them introducing themselves <laughs> to each other. Hello, I'm Michael. I'm in REM. And the audience, are you in Is upset. Because they They're came very expecting upset. music. Sure, yeah. They didn't expect... I mean, they were, and they would have been fine with words, but just those words yeah. over and over? So you hear them creatively kind of being reborn a little bit in, and playing old songs they haven't have played live for like 25 years. If you get a chance, and, and honestly, I don't know why you wouldn't have a chance, but to listen to that record, the Live at Olympia record is really, really great because they suddenly are playing album cuts from the first six years, yeah. seven years for the first time in a long time. And then even like Circus Envy from Monster, just Monster, weird yeah. songs. Just weird random cuts that that were they playing in arena, they would probably say like, oh, I don't know if we can play that one yeah. because p- not enough people know it or whatever. Yeah. It's a whole record of just that. The entire that. thing. Yeah. Like they don't play Losing My Religion. They don't play any hits nothing. really. I mean, the, the closest to a hit They don't even play the hits from the early records. The closest thing maybe to a hit is Gardening at Night or something. You know, that's like the closest to a single that they actually play. It's pretty amazing. And they play a lot of these Accelerate songs in kind of their infancy, their nascent forms, yes. Um, their their zygote form, mm-hmm. like little tiny. They're babies. just like they're just drops of jizz. <laughs> it's just jizz, like <laughs> plopping on top of an egg. And that's Billheimer. That originally that was the album cover for it, wasn't it? it was yeah. just all the words were made yeah, out, of, like, out of like drops of jizz. Yeah. And it looked really cool. I apologize to REM fans who like like to listen to this record or this podcast to hear about the I band. That's terrible. So anyway, knowing I knew at that point that they had done that. So and that those CDs that Bill Hymer had sent me sounded really good. So also, I was aren't they aren't they sort of playing the early songs with a slightly more of a rock? Yeah, Bill Reith in their drummer um, was a different drummer than Bill Berry. In he is. The, uh, well in style he's a little <laughs> oh. more maybe aggressive yeah did okay. it, those songs do sound a little different because it's just it seems to me like there there's a touch more distortion yeah. sometimes yeah. They're, they're, it's there's a lot of energy on that record yeah and i think this record is very much peter bucks uh kind of right like he i think he was like we've got to make an album and not over record not over mix mm-hmm. just make it short songs um and let's write it and record it quickly. I think that was yeah. The, sort of the, the, the name around of the, the sun, just uh, they say that uh, Peter Dollar Bill told Q that he personally hated it. Um, hated the fact it wasn't as good as it should have been. Um, they just seemed like they were dicking around in the studio forever yeah. with no end game in sight. Yeah. Um, now this is REM's shortest record. Yeah, I would imagine. It It is 34 minutes, 39 seconds. Mm -hmm. That's short for a record back in the 80s even, slightly. I mean, there were a lot of 30-minute records that came out, but not a lot. But 40 minutes is about standard for a record back in the 80s. And then with the advent of the CD, it became like 60 minutes, 65. Everything became so bloated. So this is back to basics. So you were excited by this. You were in Connecticut. You downloaded it. What does Adam Scott – what's your initial reaction when you hear it? Yeah. I mean, I had heard a bunch of these songs on the the Dublin um, concerts, but – and a couple of them they played on the Around the Sun tour. Or, no, I'm Gonna DJ, I think, is the only one they played. But um, – Now, they would I, play that song, and then they would literally step down – and start DJing. Yeah, then like a, a rave would start. Yeah. Remember was, that word, yeah. rave? I remember. I sort of remember it. From and, a deli owner, you would sometimes get one. And all three members of REM and Scott McCoy would come over as well, and they would go, I'm going to DJ. No, I'm no, going to DJ. And, and then they would a fist fight, fight Yeah, would break out, which was super weird. And whoever won got to DJ they got that to night. got to DJ. And had to stay there all night and DJ. Wow. Uh and, uh, and so I had heard that, but when I first heard the album, I, I was uh, thrilled because it was even better than, than I was expecting, just the way it sounded and the songwriting and, mm-hmm. and all of that. All right. All right. Uh, in 2008, I know what I was doing because that is the year that I got married. Oh, you got married in 2008. In 2008 yes. September 13th, 2008. Um, the Day of Magic. Mm-hmm. And uh, I. so I was preparing for that. I also kind of looked through what I was working on at the time, and I had been uh, uh, on – in the first week of January, I believe, I put up uh, the first Between Two Ferns on, oh, wow. uh, on Funny or Die. Who was the first guest? Michael Sarah. Wow, I remember that. Mm. I probably watched it while I was in Connecticut oh, working for The Vicious Kind. And then we were – about to do one with Jimmy Kimmel right around this time uh-huh. uh, for his show. And uh, we did one with John Hamm a little later in the year. Uh-huh. And that's uh, – I'm sure I was doing some other stuff. But I—but yeah. that I do remember us just kind of like going, eh, all right, let's put this on. Yeah. Funny or die? Sure, yeah. I mean that landlord thing is is good. But what else do they have? And, and then suddenly millions and millions of people watching it. It exploded. It exploded. Um, much like the – Sound of the songs on REM's record accelerate. Wait, I, was, I was this pre-Hangover? The the yeah. first between two okay Yeah, we did I think the Bradley Cooper one was episode five, uh-huh. maybe, or six, and that was uh that was released to coincide with the hangover. So the you were hangover. So what so you you were just starting between two ferns, but what else were you doing career-wise I, like at that point? Well, uh, I had just done a sketch show for Fox that didn't end up going. Uh Uh-huh. And so, uh, literally, was just coming off of that. Yeah. I I don't recall what I went into after that, but it was a sketch show with... James Adomian was in the cast, and Paul Rust, and Casey Wilson. Oh my God! And uh, Ian Edwards, and Maria Bamford, and Natasha Leggero. Wow! Uh, this was the cast, and then um, that's an incredible cast. Had some good guest stars, and it was really fun. Uh, the writers were Brett Gelman, and John Daly, and Neil Campbell. Jesus. and So Dave was Anthony. It just a pilot, or did they make it was a pilot? Few? Yeah. It, was it awesome? It, it, it parts of it were really really great. It was it was interesting because I. They wanted a half hour show for, sat- for late night Saturdays yeah. to go on before SNL. Uh-huh. And I think we took the money and shot an hour and a half worth of stuff uh-huh. and turned in an hour pilot, yeah. I think. And they were like, no, we wanted a half hour. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, but we shot a bunch of stuff. And this is. What? So I don't know. It was, it was not what they were looking for. Um, and, but it was fun, fun to do, fun to do. Apparently great Fox people. still hasn't found what they're looking for. <laughs> Adam, Hey-oh. you are amazing. Okay. So that's what we were doing in 2008. Um, I, I remember, okay, so here's where I am with the hype. Yeah. Um, I, you know, really liked the great beyond. I got that man on the moon mm-hmm. soundtrack, uh, like that song, um, got reveal and liked, Imitation of Life, you know, didn't really listen to the record all the way through, but was like, eh, these are okay, yeah. Around the Sun, no memory of, yeah. Well, uh, you didn't get it because didn't, you heard it sucked. Didn't get it, heard it was terrible. Did not even don't didn't know any of the songs. Yeah. So at this point, I'm just like, I don't even know where I stand yeah. with R.E.M. But for some reason, the hype on this really attracted me. Um, I heard Back to Basics. And I was excited by that. Um, REM started doing stuff like um, started kind of working with modern sort of like blog music blog stuff, and you know they did South by Southwest, South by Southwest. They were on Stereo Gum, Pitchfork. You know they started like smart. Yeah, it was like almost like oh okay, we're no longer doing what we used to do. So so it 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 piqued my interest, and uh, so this is. The first, and I downloaded this one. This is the first record that I bought and listened to since Green. Oh, okay. <laughs> I thought you would think that was interesting. No, oh, it is. Okay, it is. No, but I thought you just said you got Reveal back then. Oh, I got Reveal, but I didn't listen to it. Got it. Okay. Meaning so this I, is the first one since Green that you got, and we're like, I'm gonna, listen I'm gonna to listen to this. To this. Yeah, I all the, the way through. Good. Yeah, I they hear. were on the cover of Spin. What the. Fuck. Which was, a, he, I was like, holy cannoli. Holy, this is a real holy cannoli. Oh, cannoli. <laughs> Mamma mia. Okay, so let's go through a track by track. This is the first track of this 34 minute album. This is Living Well is the Best Revenge. And it's going to start now. <laughs> Shut it. Three minutes and eleven seconds of rock. Good rock rock and with roll. a capital R, if you ask me. And then it's lowercase O, C, K. Uh huh. But the R is capital. The R is capital as fuck. Man.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: This. <I laughs>
0: <love. laughs> um,
2: Jackknife Lee, their new producer. Kicked him in the in the old behind. Kicked, kicked him in the old nutsack and said, kicked "How's all, this feel?" <laughs> Just <laughs> that lined was the him first up. Thing he kicked did. him in the nuts. <laughs> booge! They're like booge, booge. <laughs> Michael Stipe and Mike Mills are like Jesus Christ, Peter. Is this really what <laughs> this hey, what you always have to do? To do? Yes. Um, by the way, uh, they were introduced and told to use Jack Knife Lee by our old friend Fedge. Yeah. Um, what do you think? I love this song. I think it's, I had heard it on those Dublin bootlegs, mm-hmm. but I love the way this is recorded. It sounds just tight and and uh, this is good rock and roll music. And it's loud. Yeah, well, I, especially I if it. you turn the volume up. If you up. turn it up, it gets really loud.
0: You said lost. Turn it down!
2: And you hear Mike Mills' is back with the backing yeah. vocals. He didn't sing any on the Around the Sun. I know. It sounds like, it, sounds, it reminds me of Life's Rich Pageant more than anything in the past. Are what you, do you think? There we go. I was wondering if you were ever going to ask me. Well, I, you know. <laughs> Getting to it. Finally, him. he... Stops talking long enough to ask me. Okay. Are you worried? I mean, a little. Um, okay, so I heard I, I threw this on the old uh, mp3 player when i downloaded it this is 2008 um, 2008 yeah yeah 10 yeah. years ago and i'm uh i i heard the single i heard supernatural <laughs> uh previous to this mm-hmm. um and uh i think one of the best uh rem tracks that they had done in the last 20 years yes yes what do you think about that I would agree, and I'm thrilled that th- you feel this way. I think the best song on the record. Oh, really? Okay. I actually, I think this is my favorite song on the record. It's, it's awesome. Um, I'll tell you what my. I'll, I'll t- let me give you my impression of the record then, and yeah. I'll tell you. I'll tell you what I think now afterwards. My impression of it then was like, "Holy shit, REM's back!" Yeah. Um, really like the single. Really yeah. like that track. Yeah and um, it's not it's not the exact style of the early no. stuff but it's three minute pop songs yeah. with sometimes great, two minutes sometimes two minutes with great guitar licks and yeah. good backing vocals again and yeah. melodies and like everything that I sort of hooks hooks everything um, that I kind of th- was uh, uh, sort of wary about from their last their previous yeah. uh, few records um, it's great yeah. I, I, I I remember uh, when we started this, I was like, oh, I haven't heard anything past green. I go, oh, except for Accelerate, which I really liked. Yeah. Um, so what's your impression now? I'll tell you after when we're done. Okay, okay so let's go to track two. This is Man-Sized Reef. Two minutes and 32 seconds. Two minutes and 32 seconds Ah, of catchy, good chorus, rock and roll music. Good shit. I love this. And this was one that they weren't even thinking of putting on the record. Well, it's interesting. And when you listen to Live at Olympia, Michael Stipe introduces it by saying, this is a song that's not going to make it on the record. I know. And it becomes one of the singles. Yeah. And Peter Buck is like, I was a little early to say that. Yeah. And he goes, okay, maybe it'll make the record. I think it was the reaction at those shows that made them decide to put it, because people just loved it. It reminds me show. of something from like Green or something like yeah. that a little bit. So catchy. Oh, we got to play the very end of the song too. Okay. I'm okay. not. Um, let's talk over it a little more, though. But, um, um, this is also the end of the Bush years, and there's a lot of kind of political stuff on it, but it's it's embedded in great songs. It's not like like on Around the Sun, the political stuff is a little on the nose and yeah. not as interesting. It's a lot like my freckle. It's a little on the nose. <laughs> little and on the nose. <laughs> Everybody look around. Everybody looking like they just don't. Yeah. It's great. Great. Um, This is the single. This is the first song that I heard. Is it the first song you heard from this? Or Okay. This is Supernatural Super Serious.
0: Everybody here comes from somewhere that they would just as soon forget in disguise. A camp where you volunteered No one saw your face No one saw your fear If that apparition It just appeared Took you up and away From the space and sheer Humiliation Of your teenage station
2: A song is good when Adam is air basing to it. God, I mean that. I think that's my favorite on the record. Like that's great. It's really good. Three minutes twenty-three seconds. Fuck. It's. Ba- I mean, it's back to uh, murmur type. Uh, yeah. Song length and construction. That feels like Life's Rich Pageant. That nice big open chorus. Mm-hmm. Oh, I should also say that. They had you this should. thing, 99nights.com, where from January 1st till the release of the record, every day they would release little little video clips of mm. the making of the album. Mm. And they were also releasing these busking videos of them going around and just playing uh, the, them and Scott McCoy and, and I think Bill Weasley. The oh, oh, your they yeah. were just going out and playing. Like in a car in front of a shop, all this stuff. Which oh, was cool. really cool. And they've all disappeared. I don't know where those videos are. Yeah, where went. are those? I don't know. Hey R E M send us those vids. They're they're really cool vids. Always time to watch some vids.
0: This Great
2: is a good song. Great song. Their first single. I don't think anything charted, right? I have no idea. But what, as as kind of as they say in the, the Olympia record, there really aren't B sides or A sides yeah. anymore. There's just MP3s. So, yeah. what are charts anymore? Uh, this is track four. This is Hollow Man, based upon the Kevin Bacon film. Yes. And Elizabeth Shue.
0: I've been lost inside my head. Ever. air basin again how can you
2: not (laughs) very easily (laughs) you sit there you just sit there you listen to
0: the hollow
2: man I see We should just play this whole song. It's so short and good. Two minutes, 39 seconds. We gotta talk over some of it or else we'll be thrown off. I just missed a drum beat. It was embarrassing, but no one's here to see it except you guys. I don't care. I do a little bit. You do. You really do. Uh I love this song. What I love this song. I I think it's great. I mean it sort it's great because it kinda of tricks you into like, oh is this is this off of is this similar to the slow yeah. stuff from up or something yeah, yeah. like that and then just kicks into this. It's great. I remember before I heard the album, someone on Vulture the review of it was like this is, uh, ho- there's this song Hollow Man, which might be their best song ever. And I was wow. like, what the fuck? What is this? I have to hear this. Listen to that guitar. It's great. I would love it when, when the guys at Hariam um, e. play our backyard barbecue. I would love it if they would do these four songs in order. Yeah, this is the best, and I would include Houston in this, it's the nope. best no, you don't like Houston? I, no, not not it, for our backyard okay, barbecue. For, not for the backyard barbecue. It's a little dour for a backyard Yeah, barbecue. man, I okay. want to party. These four songs may be the best opening four of any of their records. I, I think the best certainly since uh, maybe, maybe pageant. Yeah, maybe even earlier direct uh yeah, probably better oh. for than than reckoning. Let's I don't know. Listen to the last like 30 seconds of the song. This is it. <laughs> there you go. We were no. we were we were playing it. I what know, do you want to hear about it? Because it's so good. But yeah, we were playing oh. All right, all right, never mind. Right, people this, can listen to it themselves. People, yeah, exactly How about that? All right, this is Hugh- the aforementioned Houston.
0: Well, I've got to get that out of my head It's a new day today and the coffee is strong i finally got some rest So a man's good to task and challenges I was taught to hold my head high let what is mine, make the best of what today has Houston is filled with promise. Radio's a beautiful place. Galveston sings like that song that I love. Its meaning is not been the race.
2: Houston, we don't have a problem? Houston, no problem. <laughs> hey, Houston! No problems down here, bros. Uh, Houston, no problemo. <laughs> um, I'm not the hugest fan of Houston. That said, it's two minutes, two minutes, and five long. seconds. Yeah. If you're if it's a little, it's not the party atmosphere the first four songs were no. for me. It's a little, it's a little like the stuff from from Up. But if you cut. Four minutes out of it, <laughs> but it's produced in such a new way. It's a it's a song that it, the a, keyboards automa- remind me of an automatic. Uh, no, the keyboards. That's that organ sound. That yeah. old broken organ. That's yeah, that a brand me new sound for them. <laughs> it's great. I love. That was Houston, that and song. it's over already. By the time we we weren't even finished arguing about <laughs> it, it, and it's over. So I who think cares? It's, I think it's it's terrific. I love it. It's um. I I will preview what I think of this record right now just because I otherwise I won't be able to talk about some of the songs. Yeah. Okay, so in so I I have gone for now 10 years going like I like that record, Accelerate. I think those first four songs are so good that I think I just in my memory was like, yeah, that whole album is good. And when I returned to it, I was like, what are some of these l- other songs? Mm-hmm. I couldn't remember any of them. I think it runs out of gas a little bit. Uh-huh. Like I, I love six of the songs, uh-huh. and I think five are okay. I think it runs out of gas right now. Right for, now? For the title track. Yeah. And then, Until I, the Day is Done, I like a lot. I love Horse to Water. I love Mr. Richards. Mr. Richards is okay. Mr. Richards. Well, let's, li- let's listen. Yeah, yeah. Okay, this is Accelerate, which is just, I don't know. It's okay. Uh-oh. It's my least favorite song. It's the only song on the record that I don't love. <laughs> Submarine. Oh, that's that might be my feat.
0: No time to argue with me. I'm not alone. A thousand others dropping. A faster than me. What could be here? Nothing to hold on to. I to break. Where's the bridge? Trapped on the key Where is the cartoon Escape match for me No time to question The choices I made. I've got to fall In another
2: direction
0: Last thing I
2: hmm. Was that yeah. the chorus? Uh, yes. Yeah. Well, because... He doesn't say accelerate till the second time they go through the chorus. Which maybe mean? they we'll, we'll we'll talk over. It It was never it little... my favorite. It was, all, it was all, I it just I, I, there's like, nothing to hold on to yeah, for me. It Feels like a I, little down the middle. Like it's rock. it's minor key the entire time. There doesn't. I'm not loving the melody all that much. Yeah. That said, three minutes and thirty three seconds. Yeah. Hey, and I don't hate it. It's I don't hate it. It's just, it. It's just I, like the, everything on the record. I remember bopping out to and going, "Yeah, this is really good." Yeah, but in in retrospect. Some of the songs are better than others, I think. Yeah. Um, let's see if they Question, the if yeah, they get into is. a chorus I here and if he says
0: it. I've got to find another direction. Accelerate.
2: Eh, he said it. Yep. I spent the whole song wondering if he would sell it. Say it. Sell it? He said it. it and he sold yeah. it. He really sold it. Alright, let's go to track seven. By the way, at this point, the album is about 17 minutes. (laughs) Yeah, it's crazy. It's great, which would have been like two songs on up. Yeah. All right, this is Until the Day is Done. This was also a single, uh, Mm -hmm. and let's hear it. And let's hear it now, you know? This is the most kind of R.E.M.-y song on the album. And it's very good. The battle's been lost. The war is not won pretty typical of like oh yeah mm-hmm.
0: the adult republic, a the
2: business could be out of automatic for the people uh-huh. it's kind of Houston-y those two songs are like, mm-hmm. but then I think it goes somewhere but that Houston does
0: dire, doesn't the Providence bleeds facing the sun Where are we left to carry on Until the day is done Until the day is
2: I like the chorus. Yeah, I like it better than Houston for some reason. I, I feel like Houston is like two minutes of just hook. Yeah, I know what you mean. This, but I for some reason like the chorus. Yeah, better. No, than I, this, this is than really the pretty. Yeah, I, I like it a lot. Um, but you're right; it does sound kind of like typical REM. This is this is. I feel like it's four classics, and then a couple of fast just to be fast, and then a typical REM song uh-huh. that I like. So, sort of in the middle, I'm a little like. I don't uh-huh. know. I don't know. Let's go to Mr. Richards.
0: <laughs> Mr. Richards, your position is a messenger. Pigeon left behind you in the camp room of dawn. You that she into the sand, but the words have never crystallized. It. The truth that you might own, hey, hey Mr. It's your decision, pay attention, pay attention.
2: Through at this point, yeah, I love Mister Richards. It's very, like they're the most Beatlesy. It's very Beatlesy with the double tracking vocals. Yeah, feels like the, a revolver song. Or yeah, t- especially with the with the lyrics that are speaking to a particular yeah. person, especially calling them Mister something. It yeah. feels very beatles I'm not a huge. I'm not huge into it. That's weird to me. I mean, don't. I love the Beatles, like. Um, uh, what are some of those uh, songs? John? John Lennon was in the Beatles. Were you trying to remember the guys that were no, in that? Right. Well, Yeah, I mean that would be helpful. I don't know. I like this tempo change. I like when the drums start going twice as fast. Yeah, the tempo change. No. Um, I love it. Adam loves it. Love I'm. It. I'm sort of so-so on it. All right. Now, you were saying Sing for the Submarine is – you do like or you don't like? For a while, it was my favorite REM song. It was your favorite REM song? It's it's a really weird song that really grows on you. Uh, Kind of like my freckle. uh, No, your freckle is little and on the nose. (laughs) Yeah, but it's grown. (laughs) Oh, well, it did grow on you. I think it might be a mole. I gotta get it checked out. Yeah, you know what? We can get it checked out during the show. Oh yeah. Do you mind? Sure. Yeah. Come over here. Here. Pull down your pants. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, all right. This I I remember not liking it, but I can't even place it. So I'm gonna let's listen to it. All right. I'll, uh, here we go. It's four minutes and fifty seconds. It's wow. the, It's like twice as long as. Yeah. It feels. My math is
0: right. dreams <laughs> that everything's there for you. And pulses. It's, electron it's
2: very self referential. A lot of REM references in this. That you right.
0: could see right through it. So, this is where you give in to the machine. Lift up your voice, feel gravity's pull, and drown out the sunshine. Oh
2: References to feeling gravity's pull electron blue electron blue and this was your favorite REM song of all time well for a, when when i was really when this album was out and i was getting into it i was like this is so weird and and i figured it was the one people wouldn't like so I was like, "This <laughs> right, is this is my favorite." Yeah, um, but I, I do love it. I think it's it's a cool sounding big. It sounds like an ex, it sounds expensive. <laughs> yeah, well, well, it sort of reminds me of stuff on like automatic. around the sun. Yeah, well, oh, it reminds um, me automatic in the yes. set of, like the craft the yeah. craftsmanship of it. The this back, backing vocals I'm just noticing now are really cool. Of course, and the wow yeah. wow of the guitar. I and this part is very sounds expensive. Yeah. I don't I don't like it, though. I like that it's – because I, I think I heard Michael Stipe say once it's a song about a submarine and it uses oh, cool. fuel for dreams. Or, I mean dreams for fuel or something super weird. And I had figured out what it means at one point and I've forgotten. <laughs> so it really meant a lot to you? Yeah. <laughs> did you ever go to that submarine-themed uh, restaurant at the Century City Mall? Dive? dive? Yeah. Did you ever go to Dive? <laughs> no. Did you go there? I always – it was like the DreamWorks restaurant, Yes, Spielberg started it. So when I would go to Century City Mall, which was not not infrequently but not not that often, I would look at Dive and be like, that's Spielberg's restaurant. Maybe I'll check it out someday. And I never did and it was gone. Yeah. So I never checked it out, but I read an article about it recently – and what I did not know about it was okay, it was shaped like a submarine, and every forty-five minutes they would dive. No. And and the and this isn't the crazy part though and the, the 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 windows the sort of circular windows would fill up with water and it would you know and and klaxons would go off or something and it would and it, so if you were there for 45 minutes you were you were always going to get one time of that right it sounds like Hank Kingsley's dumb restaurant he came up with on Larry <laughs> Sanders i don't remember the that one that was. rotates oh yeah so but this is the craziest part i was like and i knew that about it yeah but what i didn't know was that the menu is all submarine sandwiches. No. Yeah, they were all like, we're going we're gonna to do for submarine sandwiches what uh, California Pizza Kitchen did for the pizza. We're going to make them gourmet. Well, then you have to call it Submarine Sandwich Shop. <laughs> <laughs> that, now that's a good idea. <laughs> submarine Sandwich Shop. But what is... Triple S. What does Dive say to you? The, the, is that It says it's like a dive bar yeah, or a seedy place. Yeah. It had an exclamation point, though. I remember seeing those windows on the outside of the mall when you drive on Santa Like, who wants to go in and eat in a submarine? No one. Whoever wants to go in a submarine. But I remember looking at it and thinking it looked like a money pit for those guys. Who wants to sing about a submarine? Well, the Beatles did. (laughs) These guys. And these guys. The second song about a submarine ever. (laughs) (laughs) Can you name any other song about a submarine? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Oh, uh, The Submarine Chanting. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. We're all in this little submarine. Um, okay, so you don't like sing for the submarine. That's I, my least favorite. Okay. You like accelerate more than sing for the submarine. I do. Okay, but I but accelerate also has nothing that I can really hold on to either. I that's why I'm I I actively don't really care for. Accelerate and Submarine. Okay. Mr. Richards is fine. Houston is fine. Um, I'm going to DJ, I'm not a huge fan of. But this one, Horse to Water, this is great. This is like the first four songs, I think. <laughs>
0: DJ has like my mouth shut. two choruses and they're both super catchy. You know, I think shut watch up. Him. We're listening to this. Young as people shit your battles, Ride on my cage with your shadow. I'm a bad boy with a mouth full of feathers, but you know what comes around goes around.
2: Mike Mills singing again. Don't to my again. I think I like the songs where those guys sing together. Me too. That's maybe just what it is. I love it when they sing. Like when it kind of slows down and it's just Michael Stipe. Like in Submarine. He's singing. Mike Mills is sings a lot of so, I guess not in the same sort of way yeah right yeah this is awesome
0: yeah
2: this is awesome it was great love this one yeah And just like that, we're almost over. We only have one last two-minute song to listen to. It's I'm Gonna DJ, we've been talking about a lot. Adam thinks I'll love it if I hear it one more time. I remember the chorus not being my favorite and being... There's like two super catchy I don't know. I thought they were annoying, but let's hear them again. Maybe I'll love it.
0: That's pretty final. I'm collected vinyl. I'm gonna DJ at the end of the world. Exists with the kicking playlist. I don't want to miss it At the end of the world Here it is Hey, steady, steady Hey, steady, steady I don't want to go Until I'm good and ready It's on my mind It's in my mind It's what I found It's what I find It's on my mind It's in my mind It's what I found Oh my mind but I'll spin my way right through It grits yes, a busy as Jack Wood As the lost circle the moon As you're circling the room The music will provide the light You cannot resist You cannot resist You cannot resist And the weblogs that get tangled Is you really in your angle When you walk up in Seattle when you fought the basic battle Through the deadly throttle Let us raise another bottle Raise another bottle
2: You know what it is? I, I don't like Stipes part of it. I like everything but Stipes. Uh-huh. The like I'm collecting vinyl. Part? I I don't like his he's the talk singing cuz uh-huh. it's not really a melody. It's just da 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 da. I'm collecting vinyl. You're right. That sounds just like it. No, it's just a little like this is a melody. The but that's the only. Everything else is kind of like da 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 that's still a melody. I guess if if you track a melody like Da 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 da. Sure. Yeah. There's musicality to that. The I love that "Hey steady, steady" part, the pre-chorus, and then the, the the chorus chorus. I love it.
0: I resist?
4: And just like, like that,
2: it's, it's over. Just like that, it's over. All right. Well, yeah. That's. I mean, I don't. I don't think. I don't think it's my favorite, but I, uh, I, re- I love five of the songs. I like another one a lot until the day is done. And uh, so out of 11 songs, I really like six. I love five and really like another one, and the rest I'm sort of cold on. What is our uh, What do we think about the record now in retrospect 10 years on? Well, I've, I just have to say I feel like Houston and Mr. Richards – are two near classics that you just need to listen to more? No. Um, ten years on, I still love it uh, with the passion of a thousand sons. And by sons, I mean uh, people who have fathers. <laughs> so other other people. other people's sons? Yeah. No, I, I, I love this record. Um, I think it's aged really well, and it's definitely aged really right. well. Sounds still sounds very uh, vital. Yeah. Um, I I I think I liked it more in retrospect. Here's I I think that it's exactly what needed to happen for REM. Yeah. It got me back interested in them. I loved the first four tracks are so good. Yeah. You could just stop Five. there probably. Yeah. Four. Um, and uh, I think that. That it's what needed to happen. That said, listening to it again. I've listened to it, you know, maybe 10 times in the past week. Um, it's a little slight. Because it, uh, it's so short? It's so short, and it's – uh, not that I'm so short. First, you're complaining about their records being too long. Yeah. And now you're complaining about it being too short. I I guess when you stack it up – what I'm trying to say is when you stack it up to other records – is it too? I mean, you know, murmur and reckoning are kind of samey, so it's maybe that's not my issue with it. I I just think it's like as a listening experience. The more times I listen to it, I'm just kind of like love love it at the beginning and then feel like it peters out a little bit. But um, certainly um, a good record that I have uh, fond memories of. Um, yeah. Did it get you interested enough to to Get uh Collapse into Now. I or? bought it but I've never listened to okay, it. Got and it, got and it. could not pick out any of the songs. Got it. because um, that one's a little longer, I yes, think. I, it, I am I'm very much looking forward to listening to Collapse Into Now because from what I've heard, it's like this record, but more like a more more varied and more like a typical REM record yeah. in a way, but it has the vitality of this record. I mean, I feel like this record it it almost was like Monster, which is like one too much of one sound, but they were smart right. to include like Houston and Until the Day is Done. I almost, yeah, I don't know. You know what I- Vary it up a bit. If the first wise. five songs were Living Wells to the Best Revenge, Man-Sized Wreath, Supernatural, Hollow Man, and Horse to Water, and then they did five more that were as good as that, it would be one of the best records of all time. Well, yeah, that's the goal with any album. <laughs> is make it really good? Yeah. <laughs> but I think for me, it's- what you're saying, except accelerate, is the only the only sort dud, of for dud, you. dud for me. Yeah, everything else, I I like. I I image. just kind of wish there were five more songs that were like just classics. classic verse hook. You know, like Reckoning, or that's why it's not as good as Reckoning or Murmur to me. But just think about what you're saying. No, there. there are, this is an album with five stone cold classics yeah. on it. That's well, more than most albums. Oh yeah, right. I mean, you know, but we're talking about the greatest albums of all time. Here. Yes. Um, all right, let's go through some B sides. You ready? Yeah. Airliner. <laughs> Instrumental, kind of a return to their surf rock stuff. They seem to do like a surf rock B side every single. Yeah, this is. I think Peter Bucks. He, of, does he love surf rock? I think he does. Yeah. Does he surf? Uh, he surf rocks. <laughs> this is good surf rock and roll yeah. uh, music if they'd put this on the record what would you have thought I would have thought why is this on the record <laughs> just as like a midway break yeah don't like okay. it alright let's go to then they do um, a couple of uh, beat happening covers weirdly enough just redhead walking this is redhead walking yeah a silver chest, What's Beat Happening? Beat Happening, happening is a band oh. that uh, Calvin Johnson is in.
0: Oh. There's
2: one B-side for this album that I kind of uh, wish was on the album. Which one? Indian Summer. That's a Beat Happening record too. It is? Yeah. I it love, I you love that song. Let's hear it. This is uh, another Beat Happening cover. This is Indian Summer. I had no idea this was not an R.E.M. song. Yeah. It's so cool. But this is four minutes and 50 seconds again of kind of slow. Yeah. Well, it's one of those ones where you get it and you're like, for a B-side, you're like, oh, I'm so glad I have this. Yeah, yeah. Maybe I wouldn't think it <laughs> the same if it was on the- Ding, dong. the witch's is dead.
0: Houston cemetery, boy tasty wild cherry, touch girl, apple blossom, just a ball.
2: Shevin, look up uh, Indian Summer, the original, see if we'll come we can hear it for contrasted. Beat happening, Indian Summer. will
0: come Indian back summer. for
2: Indian Summer. We'll come back for Indian Summer. Go a separate way. So they they pretty much saved everything for the next record then. Yeah, they there's, didn't there, there's an instrumental and two covers. Yeah. There's no there are no B-sides, yeah. Huh.
0: Breakfast in cemetery. Boy tasting
2: wild cherry. Touch girl. Which version Apple do you like better? Awesome. on a first listen. Just a boy <laughs> possum. I think I like the Welcome R.E.M. one. I like this. It's kinda of, kinda of like a magnetic. Feels, yeah, yeah. I like uh, it. Okay, uh, we have just a couple other uh, tracks to get to uh, uh, that came out around the same time the year before. This is from uh, the Instant Karma, uh, John Lennon tribute Save Darfur uh, record. Oh, yeah, this is number nine, Dream, and this is Bill Berry on drums. <laughs> So, how did Bill Berry end up on drums on this? If I remember correctly, they recorded it right before they went to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame to accept their thing. Oh, really? The Like the day of? Or the day I before? I could be wrong about that. But for whatever reason, they were all together and they recorded this. Maybe uh, they got together just to record this. Album. There's some uh, footage of them at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame on that uh, MTV documentary. It's oh, yeah. really good, yeah. This is okay. I like it. It's not my favorite John Lennon song in the first place me neither
0: that's a
2: cool part though I do like the, I like the chorus it's so, it's so weird yeah. for this song it just kind of hangs on the I don't know what I'm trying to. oh and then it goes there okay so that's number nine dream you can go check that out if you like and then this was really this is another thing that I got wrapped up in in the hype for this record is, like I was saying, they would go on to music blogs. And um, this is around the time that this came out in uh, 2008, even in the mid-2000s, it was very popular of, it, it was like, you could get a music blog's attention by a band going on and doing a cover of another band. You you would automatically oh, yeah. get written about. So, the, uh, like a modern band. Uh-huh. So this is REM doing a song by Editors who had covered Orange Crush. Uh-huh. Um, this is them doing uh, uh, an Editors cover of the song Munich. <laughs>
0: I'm so glad that I found this I'm so glad that I did I'm so glad that I found this I'm so glad I did People are fragile things you should know care for what you put them through, people are fragile things you should not by now, you'll speak when you're spoken to,
2: Kind of live in studio for yeah. whatever, whatever blog or whatever they yeah, were. doing Yeah, they were for. smart doing stuff like this. Yeah, because editors were very popular yeah. that particular year. Yeah, <laughs> or maybe the year before. And South by Southwest, and they did Austin City Limits. Mm-hmm. They did a lot of. Cool they did Austin stuff. Powers. Yeah, they did Austin Powers impressions yeah. to each other in 2008 when it was hot. <laughs> um. And their tour, the Accelerate tour was stripped down. They had less people on stage. Oh, really? It was just Scott McCoy and Bill Reef. I wonder why I didn't go to it. It was a great show. Where did they uh, play? The Hollywood Bowl with um, Modest Mouse. It was awesome. Interesting. Um, Well, that does it for this era of R.E.M. 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 2008. And they only have one more record left crazy. Does that mean we only have one more episode left? I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens. But um this was fun. I enjoyed listening to this record again yeah. and uh uh some some stone cold classics on it. Yeah. Mhm. And oh, by the way, this is uh I did have one last thing that I have to read which is um Now, Adam, you you have kept the spirit of walking around and putting headphones on people's yeah. ears alive mm-hmm. by constantly sending uh, friends albums that they should listen to. And one of our previous guests and friend, uh, Edgar Wright, mm-hmm. you sent him this album, the Accelerate I album. I did. And so I was talking to him, and uh, he had some things that uh, he he had a statement he wanted oh, me to cool. read about. Great, it. <laughs> great. My thoughts on Accelerate. Adam Scott gifted this to me on iTunes, and I have been enjoying it all week. This is the only post-Bill Berry album I have heard, and it's definitely a return to sounding like a rock band in a great way. Random thoughts? The best out-of-the-gate opening tracks since Life's Rich Pageant? hmm Horse to Water is a banger. And is Mr. Richards about Michael Richards' infamous Laugh Factory tirade? I hope so. <laughs> Also, I realized that I maybe did have new adventures in hi-fi on CD. Now he's making corrections about his previous uh, appearance. Uh-huh. And that was the last one I bought. And corrections department, A, I'm sorry about falsely claiming that Michael Sarah was a young Andy Kaufman in Man on the Moon when he was, in fact, young Chuck Barris in Confessions of a Dangerous Mind. He conflated those two. B, you guys, meaning he, uh, you and I, Adam, called Squeeze's singles compilation 45s and under Singles Going Steady. Um, which is conflating the Squeeze Best of compilation with the equally excellent Buzzcocks Best of compilation. Also, finally, may I. Uh, also, finally, I may start listening to U2 albums. Oh, yeah. Uh,
1: he's I'm going to send
2: him. I was thinking of this today. I'm <laughs> going to send him a, a U2 record uh, tonight. What should I send him? Joshua Tree. <laughs> no, he ha- he probably. No, he's never listened to any of them, right? But Joshua Tree, you know all No, the no, songs. you know them all. Should okay. I send him. I was thinking of sending him songs of experience and just being like this is them now and it's interesting so he's never listened to any of their records what he says I mean I love okay knowing him what would he like he's huge into Sparks um, I feel like I love Unforgettable bomb. Fire but uh-huh. he but who knows if he would like that or not maybe I mean, all that you can't leave behind kind of runs out of gas in the middle yeah. of it. Um I mean Andy and you really like Atomic Bomb. Atomic Bomb. But even that he'll be vertigo. He'll know Vertigo too I, I feel well. feel like songs yeah. of experience, send he him, him songs won't know of experience, of it. yeah. Send or or yeah, send him songs of experience and just go, This is where they're at right now. Yeah. That'd be great. Um he's been listening to our our U two yeah. episodes. <laughs> yeah. Um, I guess he's all caught up now. He said, like he he had never heard any of this until he was on, and then he like a week he listened. He listened to all all of our episodes. Anyway, thank you, Edgar. Uh, Great to hear from you, and good to know that uh, you like Accelerate. And that's going to do it for us. Uh, I don't know what we're going to do next week. We may talk about what's their last record. Oh, Collapse into Now, respectively. That is, Um, yeah. We may talk about that. We may do something else. I don't really know. But until then. (laughs) For Dave Holmes, thank you to him, and for Adam Scott. Until next week, we hope that you found what you're looking for.
4: Bye. Crazy. Hey, Queeros, it's me, Cami Esposito, and I'm here to tell you about my podcast, Query. You can sit in on hour long conversations between me, Cameron Esposito, and some of the brightest luminaries. In the LGBTQ family. Query explores individual stories of identity, personality, and the shifting cultural matrix around gender, sexuality, and civil rights. Plus, it is fun. We have had some incredible guests uh, Emmy winner Lena Waif? Yes, definitely. Congressman Mark Ticano? You bet. L Word creator Eileen Shaken? Yes. President and CEO of Glad Sarah Kate Ellis? We definitely have. We've got celebs, people like Trixie Mattel, Evan Rachel Wood tegan and sarah the band and the people separately on two different episodes we also have activists and change makers in our community i think it's a -a one-of-a-kind show full of chats you have never heard before it's identity it's community it's query you can find query every monday on stitcher apple Podcasts, and spotify or wherever you get your podcasts